I not live? Uh, uh, we're live with Platchet Overwatch 182. I promise we're live for real this time. I might have done a debate intro, but we're finally live this time. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, we scheduled it for 10.15 and it's 10.05. So we're early to 10.15, guys. Whoa. We're early. 10 minutes That's early. Big. That's big. That means that there's an extra 10 minutes for people to skip. To get to the part they want to listen. Oh That's my very god! Very We make sure, live for thirty seconds. Make sure in this ten minutes we we don't talk about Overwatch at all. That would be my goal. Okay. So I like. Okay. First time Let's talk about XQC on. and Adept and the common law divorce drama. Um, mm -hmm. Let's get into this. So recently, Baby Gronk as well. Rizda Libby. Baby Gronk. Yeah, Rizda Libby. So <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's I the bet next Johnny and Avril have no field. idea what we're no talking idea. about. <laughs> yeah, just... they have literally no clue. These poor fools have no idea. No oh, I did. I did when uh, it was it was kind of fun to go to the live stream fails Reddit, also known as one of the worst places on earth. Uh, when the whole Twitch thing was going on, when they that was like last week or so, when they talked about their uh, their Twitch thing, and then I I didn't get why they like censored the word adept and then I quickly realized I went through, through like a 30 minute uh, wormhole of just like the biggest drama on Twitch and I was just like holy shit this is insane. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do know what you're talking about, Devast. I, no, I you, didn't do get you know the... about Baby Gronk, though? Do you, do Baby I don't Gronk, know about though. Baby Gronk. He I don't doesn't about, uh, know about Baby Gronk. Do you, yeah, I don't did know you know he's set to go to LSU, bro? Dude, did you know that Baby like Gronk has committed untold amount of war crimes in the firm, former Yugoslavian Republic? Wait, Wait what, what is this? <laughs> did Libby riss him up? Baby Gronk? Did Libby riss up Baby Gronk? A TikTok video discussing football party. Baby Gronk. What? This is so <laughs> dumb. Dude, bro, by the way, speaking of so Yugoslavia, it, it took me way too long to realize that's not a country anymore. No, it's former. Just speaking of former which. Yugoslavian Republic. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Whole, I was like, there was a whole thing until, about that, until, you know, like NATO was year. involved. Dude, I still thought this was a country up until last year. I'm crazy. Mm. Someone Wait, didn't what? take their AP World what History. The? Yeah, look at this. Yo, He's committed the? war crimes in yeah, the Balkans. Unspeakable acts. It's crazy. What are we doing? No. No, cut this shit out. No, we're, we're not going to talk about Overwatch. Got, I, I, I'm done this. with this. Wait, this is the I'm intro. done with this. No, I'm, I'm freaking done. I, I want to talk about the intricacies of hero compositions and how they function against each other and how they play out on different yes. map layouts. That's what I want to talk about. Speaking of Hell, which, yeah. speaking of which I, I just did a cast. How do you earlier. think they should redesign Roadhog? No, I'm kidding. Go on, <laughs> you know the new patch that just dropped, the season five patch? I cast that like six hours ago or something like that. On content, we're already playing the brand new patch because there's no I wasn't really. That is new funny. Patches. Well, every team, well, every team just went super safe and played the same stuff as they did like last patch. So nothing's oh, changed. Oh, so no really. one has actually learned the meta yet. They're just playing the same. Okay, comp. so okay. so um, Adam and Color Hex are on a super team at the moment. They're on the best team, and they tried uh, an to Australian play... super team. Now an yeah. Australian super team, correct? With two former okay. Overwatch League uh, players, one of which didn't get to play any Overwatch League. Anyway, the point is so so Connor, you you relate anyway. The point is, yeah, I do. Um. The point is, they played Life Weaver for one King's Row A defense. It sucked even with the buffs, and then like, oh, this Big is dog. bad. And they ended up losing the map because of that one pick, because it snowballed their entire defense loss. <laughs> and no one was surprised. And no, and no one was surprised that Life Weaver wasn't picked again for the rest of the days. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Now, but maybe there just weren't our brightest minds. Maybe there's theoretically some overwatching teams with the new buffed Life Weaver that can make it work, you know? Have we no. considered that? No. The, oh, the pick is yeah. gone. It's so bad still. Like, the there's no point yeah. in playing this character. Birth log. 
burnt log. <laughs> I do love that. I also love that they're. I love the name Honeypot and Miku Fan Club. I oh, yeah, love you got these frog team you names. Frog oh, frog is team. Yeah, and frog, oh, on it frog, is, frog is playing Overwatch contenders again. People forget oh. that he's an ex Overwatch contenders player. Yeah, like, he's, he's actually that. won Overwatch contenders before. People forget that. He's yeah. still good. You've I have a question. On crazy ping. Holy fuck. Yeah, he's on like in, he's on like nearly two hundred ping. I have a question that will make me very uneducated. Okay. Holy um, crap. Okay. Yep. How yes, long has color color on his honor roll? Um. So that the color X honor arc is what we this, need to see. This this year only. He started this year. Okay. So last year during the Jungle Queen meta, he he played Jungle Queen, and he would have considered that him roll swapping to tank, kinda, sort of. And then before that, he was in DBS. So he's on his third professional role now. So he's you on his call mirror him. arc. Yes, the Australian yes, mirror. Yes, he's, he's on his... He's the Australian mirror, that's correct. All right. Is, ironically, mirror also started in Australian Wait. Overwatch. Wait, so isn't ColorX Kiwi? Yes. He's a Kiwi, yeah. Oh okay. my god, yeah. Okay. The yeah, yeah I, I double-checked that. I was wrong. All right, well, there we go. Uh, Sweden, Switzerland, same thing, right? Um, yep. Anyway, moving on. We have important stuff to talk about, guys. We have important stuff to talk about. Like baby there's one one yeah. one big thing that stands out this week it's smooth sack summer guys it's smooth oh. sack summer smooth sack summer <laughs> smooth sack ah! summer if you haven't heard already it's smooth sack summer when you're playing in the summer sun make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum that's right this is the summer to keep mm. your balls cool while still looking hot with manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pant partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive head first to the smooth sack summer. We're going to Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping with code PLATCHAT. Listen, guys, I don't, know, I don't know what you guys did before Manscaped. It changed my life. It really did. It was like a new arc, a new chapter in my life. Before Manscaped, I don't know what. I don't even, don't even want to like delve into techniques, tools. There was, it was like a fucking... It was like a fucking carpenter shed where I was going to town there trying to make it work. But then Manscaped just changed my life with their tools. Made, made everything so much safer with their smooth safe, uh, shaving technology. With their very brilliant tools. The way you charge them up. The wireless. It's just great. It's just great stuff. So, They're like no the one can relate. Dude, before, before, before Manscaped, Sideshow still had hair. Post Manscaped, it's just clean. True. It's Manscaped changed Sideshow's life too. Yeah. Manscaped actually did change Sideshow's life in a, in a, in a way that like... You could be the Riz King him. with yeah. this bundle right here. This Manscaped Oh bundle. yeah. You could be the Riz King. Yeah. It's very Manscaped true. makes you the Riz King. That's not... That's not... The info yeah. Yeah. No, but you will not confirm. commit any can't war confirm. crimes in, Yugo, in the former Yugoslavian republics. Yeah, you will so not. It you will not be doing that hopefully. Well, you can't because the country doesn't exist anymore. So you well, can't. Be, yeah, be the All right, back to track, back to track, back to track. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare the summer bod. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. Thank you. Thank you, Solomon. There you go. Exactly. That's one. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. That's like SQC's new McLaren. A new multifunction oh. on off switch can engage a travel look <laughs> and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. So, you know, if you, if you turn the lights off, because I, I don't know for whatever reason, when you're shaving your balls, it has an LED light. It, it like highlights it for you. It's brilliant. Did I mention this trimmer is, is waterproof? Is Beach, lake, shower. This razor will devour even the strongest no pews. Now that you have the perfect haircut, 
shortcut. Use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness even at the hottest summer barbecues. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat with a soothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And this clear drying formula will keep we're looking good while smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. And wearing sandals with some nasty toners during the summer? Nope. Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. Solomon is lost. Solomon's just lost at this point. There's so many problems. Blinking, this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are just spinning. Bro is spinning this right now. You're going so fast. Stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress. But make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Use code PLATCHAT for 20% off, free shipping, and have some cool balls this hot summer. Here we go. There you go. Wonderful. Thank you, Manscaped. Thank you. So thank you so much, Manscaped. Thank you for changing Sideshow's life. And <laughs> thank you so much. And all of our lives combined. Can I share a very relevant tweet about balls? I'm going to give it to Solomon right now and he can... Oh my god. Say... What a transition. Say... I was going to say choose to display it, but I think he just will. So here you go. Jamie, can you pull up the tweet? Is this related to Smooth Sack Summer? It related is. to balls. Oh! He will be taking your balls. Mm, and your see. balls, and it's a frog tweet. It's a frog tweet. That's true. It is a frog tweet. This one actually popped the fuck off. This tweet. Frogger always puts out some bigger. I mean, this is this. They're always so. They're just so aesthetic. You know. Eighteen thousand yeah. likes. That's crazy. Wow. Well, Manscaped will take your just, balls because it's some safe technology. Some safe razor balls. technology. Yes, exactly. Still be there. See, he They'll gets still it. Be Advanced there. skin safe trademark technology. Mm. There's, you know, skin, um, there's trademarked. Okay, wait, I'm over. Yes, Avril. Do you know who else's balls is recently taken? XQC, because he's now he's got a new girlfriend. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Should we talk about who it is? Because it's relevant. Because it's relevant. No, 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 please. I'm literally about to do. I'm about to do the Akira, like the sound where it's like the ding. It's like Akira. Ah, just fucking. It's just hitting me in the head. Boom. Ah, just fucking every time. Like me getting hit with the that this news. <laughs> that that might have been the funniest thing Avril's ever said on the podcast. <laughs> do you guys know whose whose balls is also taken? Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> All right. We I, have I'm so not much. lying. I'm not lying. I know. I know. I know. We yes, know. We, we know. know. We know you're not lying, Aaron. We, we know. know so much. We know too All much, right. even. We, we know too much. <laughs> we, All right. We got to talk about Overwatch. There's so much Overwatch stuff that happened this week. It's actually an incredibly comfortable uh, podcast uh, as a host this time around. Because all we're going to do this episode is talk about Overwatch Season 5, Overwatch Season 6, and the Mid-Season Madness. And that's it. It's just massive news all around. There's no jumping around. You know, what's our angle? What's our topic? What's our take? No, it's just they announced Overwatch Season 6 before Overwatch Season 5. <laughs> they dropped this piece of news on a Sunday, just like in the middle of a Sunday. They were like, boom, here's the biggest news in Overwatch this year. Overwatch uh, Season 6, they got the story missions coming, uh, new game modes, they got like tons of blogs and trailers, and here you can see the trailer yourself, Season 6, I mean, it's just, this is, this is what people are looking forward to. It's not going to be a replacement for PvE, but this in many ways is, quote-unquote, the launch of Overwatch 2 PvE, so... Um, I, I, I know, I know, before we went live, you guys were passionate, you guys were passionate, so Avril... I'm just, I'm just gonna oh. spit. I'm just gonna right. spin you off. Like a opium sequence. Here we yeah. go, we, everyone. And let me go. What do you think about people's reactions to season six and story missions? 
Not even my reaction just to the trailer or the PVE or anything like that. We're going to go straight to no, the reaction fight. on the reactions. <laughs> oh, first of all, I just think it's funny that, like, um, you immediately have comments from, to be fair, these people probably don't keep up with Overwatch very often. You immediately have comments like, wait a minute. I thought they cancelled the PvE. What's going on? Did they bring it back? Did we win Reddit? Like, dude, you just start seeing this flood of comments. <laughs> did, like, oh, we <laughs> did we win Reddit? Did we win No one is winning on Reddit. Wait, 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 before, before we launch into this, shouldn't we kind of like, what if, for the people that aren't familiar with the full roadmap of what is actually launching, should we do that and then do the stuff? Because Probably like, people idea. might not be, because I'm just going to, because I'm going to say it too. Like, all right. I, honestly, a lot of people literally don't know what the fuck is happening for a variety, for a variety of reasons. Still, so like we should probably right. lay out what is happening, and then we get All to the right. world. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I got I got a bit too excited. So, because um, otherwise, I don't know if everyone's a... just gonna be ranting. Everyone's gonna be like, "What is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about." Like everyone's gonna I'm be trying like, to, I'm trying no to slowly idea. ease into it by by having yeah. a laugh first. Sorry, I kind of phoned it in as a host there. I got too excited. I apologize. Yes, your, we should talk your about your 306090 is not looking good. With the rebrand to Plat Chat, 30, 60, your, your 30, 60, 90 review, it's not looking good. It's coming up your 90 day review. It's not looking good. Oh, honestly. I've never worked in a company, so I didn't know what that was. I thought you were talking about also... like NBA shooting percentages, no, like my no. field goal three point and no. free throw percentages, no. like 30, 60, 90. No. That sounds about reasonable. We should talk uh, about what, I, what actually is in the trailers or like what actually got announced, because that would probably be yeah. good context. So they, they had this trailer, Solomon, and I believe you brought it up as well. And they obviously it was a lot about the story missions. Uh, so they got story missions, co-op mode. Uh, and this is amazing because they have these gifts as well. Um, and they have the new PvP game mode called Flashpoint. They haven't really explained what Flashpoint is besides, you know, some basic information. Just like, people are going to be capturing an objective and the objective moves around. That seems it, to be from like what it bit. seems like, it's, it's almost point. like Hardpoint from COD. Yeah. Like where you're it's just, exactly yeah, you're just running is. around. Yeah, exactly. You're just capturing different areas, essentially. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, Two new maps, I believe. There's yeah, uh, this one and Gothenburg, the Swedish map. Yeah. Uh, and they seem to be Hard. Uh, Flashpoint maps, I believe. Yeah. I thought it was uh, the, uh, the Thai map. Is I, maybe, did I see it wrong? I don't know. I honestly don't know where this one is. I don't know where that's supposed to be. There's okay. the Hero Mastery missions. So, you know, you can practice hero skills and stuff in a Hero Mastery kind of game mode. So you see here Sojourn shooting some stuff. Um, there's the co-op mode. And you can see Tracer carrying some kind of... Uh, engine charger battery kind of thing that i get to play somewhere there's the firing range the that's firing a range canister she's carrying that, the copium canister i like the fact that they added that copium yeah canister. yeah yeah then you insert into the copium machine do you think <laughs> the firing so range back. will replace Osu? we're so back firing range ah updated firing range we're so back there it is in the depths of my it's so over I had the highest, I mean, we're so back. I feel like for the longest time, they were like, yeah, it's not a first-person shooter, it's a hero shooter. We don't need any sort of, like, aiming practice at all. <laughs> there was a lot of people, there, there, like, I made a tweet about it, there was a lot of people that were, like, legitimately, like, hasn't this been around for a long time? I'm like, we're so back. What? Uh, but yeah. well, because it existed in, there was, like, it was in the... The, this had existed before that previously, like in some form. I really? can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, when? What? People were talking to me about it. it was what, like, like old training range or something? Are you, you, I'll have to go find it. Do you mean it was already in the game or people just talked about adding it to I mean, the game? I don't know. People, just... people, people... Let me... I'm going to find it. But so you, let's keep moving on. Let's keep moving yeah. on. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's there a firing is. range. There's... Yeah, go on. I, yeah, I think it was like... What the hell were they saying? It was like... 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, because that was in the tutorial. That range was in the tutorial, is what it was. But you could only play the tutorial Who's soldier. The fuck has played yeah. the tutorial? But apparently, well, people have, apparently. So, I, listen, we're going way too in-depth in this. This is just literally, I was making a joke. All right, this whatever. Is it's a firing range, buggers. Yes, on. people are going to stop playing Uzu and play the firing range instead. Uh, so there you go, some more uh, enemies you'll face in the story missions, the null sector. Poggers, we've been talking about the null sector for like six years now. Uh, more, maybe? No, it's about six years. Um, oh, they also redesigned the maps. Map? They redesigned Gibraltar, uh, for example. Oh, the uh, this is redesign. Five, by the way. Sorry, this is season oh. five. And uh, there was one more thing. Yes, the new support the hero. hero. Yes. Yep. A first little teaser of the new support hero. I can't tell oh. if that's a sword or a gun. But I think it's, a, it's a badass support hero. It reminds me of um, anybody played League of Legends. I think Avril maybe. Senna? Never have. Never, I mean, it's a That's small indie Finn game, said. right? Finn, Finn's like, oh, is this my favorite support hero? He's talking about Senna from League. Senna from someone League, did, yeah. She has someone, like a giant gun, but she's a support. Someone put this through like a Photoshop thing where they changed the, um, I don't know, the contrast. And it just it made the, I don't know, silhouette pop out a bit more in terms of details. And I'm pretty sure after that, it's it's much closer to a sword than a gun. So we're pretty sure it's a sword at the moment. Okay, well, swords can still shoot things in the future. We'll see. Um, but also, I'm pretty sure this is the Peruvian hero because they um, teased that there was going to be a hero from Peru. And this is looking pretty Peruvian, I think. Okay. I, mean, I can't confirm that, that, but yeah. it's a nice little I mean, you teaser. Can't, you can't Looks see badass. Someone, there was someone um, that actually did a... I don't want to call it fan art. It was basically like they looked at the... I don't know, tuned coloring version of this that a fan did through Photoshop, and then they drew out like an actual art piece of this new hero based on that. And it's the detailing was pretty nice. I don't know, I might be able to find it for Solomon to put up, but uh, based on that, you can sort of see, like, okay, I can see how maybe this is a Peruvian hero. Yeah, honestly, just give anyone a cloak and a big sword, and I'm like in. Like, if I, if, if I had a big cloak and a big sword in real life, i just feel badass. So, sign me up. I'm all for it. Jaws, how, do, how are you looking forward to the new supporter? You, you pogging out? You yeah, I'm pretty pog because Life Weaver is just dog. Like, absolute dog shit hero. I can't wait for him to be the first hero uh, to be remade directly after launch. Like, my god. I've had people in my fucking games already... Oh my god, I'm gonna go crazy. Um, they're, they're like, don't worry, Life Weaver's good now, and they just feed. The hitbox change, reduced by 10%, doesn't matter, you're still a walking alt battery, and they, I had this one dude, oh my god. He, all he was doing was using his cooldowns on me, and I'm like playing Ana or whatever, he was like, don't worry, I'll get you up to high ground, uses the fucking lift, and then a monkey pushes me off, and then he gets back on, then he fucking grips me from low ground to high ground, I'm like, I'm glad you're using these on uh, our fucking frontliners and shit, the hero is still dog shit, so I really hope that this new one just kind of shows how they can make a good support hero on release, like Kiriko, um, if it's another life saver situation, I'm going to be the big sad, it is not gonna be good, oh yeah, yeah. Please make it good. Even if it's he's OP, definitely stronger though. Good. He's definitely stronger yeah, he's with stronger. the buffs. It's not like an insta like lose lose in my opinion, but like they don't <sighs> fix a lot of the big problems with light people, right? Because like huge hitbox still, still very easy yes. to kill. You can't do anything proactive with the hero, right? Like you can't throw like a nade or like get up some like early damage for the most part. It's all like, util. Yeah, it's all literally just all utility. reactive utility. There is no yes. proactive like moves you can make with light people still. So it's like. It's still like they didn't fix a lot of the core issues with his design. But you guys kept making this argument when we discussed hero balance in the past. Some heroes just aren't supposed to be meta. 
and life was yes. one of them. Yes, <laughs> I I do agree with that. Um, and maybe that is the route that Life Weaver needs to go down. But the problem is that he was so bad that not even like casual players were picking him up. Like the play rate was just through the fucking floor. And for a hero to be like that, or, and the win rate too, and for a hero to be like that, Sim, Torb, like the silly heroes, I think they're good. And I think you're right, Johnny. And I completely agree. Some silly heroes just don't need to be meta at all, but they at least need to be situational or like you can still play them to a decent enough effect to affect the rest of your team and affect the game's outcome i think yeah. life weaver has just not been that like he's a fun hero sure but you also you're still not really shooting people at all he does like no damage well he does more damage but like you just have to perma heal like that's just how you have to play that character if you're doing damage you're still throwing yeah so uh Yes, it's still a bit of a clunky hero. Uh, let's get back to uh, talking about uh, what they announced in Season 6. So, obviously, lots of different kind of like new game modes, ways to play the game. Really exciting. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Here's the, the, the changed edited kind of picture. You can see more in detail. I'm still trying also, to find the artwork the way, version, but this is good already. The way their right hand is angled, it really doesn't feel like a sword. That looks more it like, looks a, like gun. a gun, bro. Maybe it's a yeah. sword. It could be gun. a gun sword. Yeah, it could be like a yeah. Final Fantasy sword yeah. gun thing. Okay, All which right. would be kind of wicked, honestly. Yeah. I hope if the if the hero's Peruvian, they should be really really short because Peruvians are like some of the shortest people in the world because like they lived at such really? high altitudes, really? so their bodies had to be shorter. Yeah, Peruvians are some ah, of the shortest people oh. on the planet Earth because they lived at such high altitudes, so they couldn't they needed they needed to be shorter so they'd use less oxygen, essentially. They need to the be, average like, height of a what? person in Peru is 5 feet, 2.6 inches, 159 yeah. Wow. centimeters. Yeah, they're very, very short people. So I hope that the, on the map it's going to be reflected where they just looks like actually like waist, you're like waist high on the majority of the heroes <laughs> <laughs> just running around. The Torb again. So just, hey, that yeah, would solve another the hitbox toy. problem. They have with Life Weaver. If it, if they are a short yep. hero, then you know. I mean, they had. I mean, they're so. they're doing like prop hunt, right? So like that could be one of like should, <laughs> should be related to prop hunt potentially. Dude, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Um, okay. It would be it would be cool if like their ultimate was like they they take the gun and make it like a two handed sword and you can just go in there like and I guess that's kind of like brig inspire to be honest, but I don't know. That'd be kind of cool um so let's, let's talk a bit about this so i guess you can call it like a soft launch of pve you got the story missions coming obviously solomon showing off all the amazing robots the cinematics the trailers um co-op missions and story can I interrupt missions you real fast can we yes. like distinguish between like the pve because i think this is where a lot of people are getting really confused because they're like people literally don't know what the is fuck fucking... is happening in pve yeah you need to lay out what so, the like, fuck is here so like so yeah. you can purchase story missions in a bundle for 15 dollars Yes. Yes. Let's call missions. it. Can we just call it story missions? Because the word PvE is, story missions. is fucking tainted to the oh point where if we even we mention it, people are going to get fucking pissed. Um, PvE, it doesn't exist. Story missions <laughs> exist. You're purchasing I mean, story oh, missions. But then that's not accurate either. Because I know it's fucked. I know it's fucked because like, but people are just so fucking up in arms about that. It's just like, oh no, wait, it is coming out, but it, like it's not, and you have to pay fifteen dollars. Like it's just. You know, so I do agree. Which let's just call it story missions from now on. We just focus yeah. on that as the terminology. Are we banning the word PVE on the podcast? Just talk story missions. Yes. Well, we don't have to ban PVE, but I mean, like, I think story missions are the most accurate because, like, this is there's a because a lot of people like, and I was telling this story before we went live. I in a Discord with some friends, and it, the news launched about season six and the launch of story missions and this bundle, and everyone was like, "Wait, I thought PVE was canceled," yeah. and it's like, "Yep, no, so that. PVE was not canceled." 
it just they removed hero missions and which which included like the skill tree like that hero progression rpg elements but they're still retaining obviously like the rest of the elements and like story missions so and I, that that's what yeah go ahead Avril. go ahead for can, can i just say for the record i mean this is this is all, all love for scott and he's also not here to defend himself and he's on his honeymoon <laughs> but i tried to argue this several episodes back the one that everyone hated me for hey, I tried hey, to tell no the no no and i was like what do you mean no this is out of line no 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 i'm not dude i we dude we're I don't with remember each what, other. What is scott this? I, yeah I, I can't were you here for that i'm not too sure but it was, it was basically it was basically the original pve is dead rant episode and i was like i was like let's you know pump the brakes a little bit it, they did say we're still getting some we're still getting story missions like the pve is not like dead but, oh, no, this, 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 this is unfair. No, this is unfair, Avril. This is unfair. Because, no, the, 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 we were super excited. Me and Scott we were equally excited uh, about, about PvE and, like, progression and being able to level up and, like, replayability. Yeah, and we fine. were so passionate about that. So I get it. The, we, we, we... I, look, I did the fucking copium tweets. I got fucking thousand replies on my Twitter because I defended Overwatch at the time. So I know what you're talking about. But whereas me and Costa and many others still have the right to be super upset that no, the progression to, system was not a thing. Point. But you're we knew the story missions were coming. We knew this was coming. We weren't. We didn't say this wouldn't come, Avril. We knew story missions were coming. We never said anything otherwise. No, but the problem is, is when I said, oh, but is pve isn't really canceled the scots like no 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 no. that's not come on you're like you uh, no to... this is i think this is unfair because custom's not okay. here i think <laughs> this is out of line I admit you know what you're right it's, you know, I, I admit it that he's not here but i'm also there's no beef we're, we're like we're chill we're buddies um but like anyway i'm just saying several episodes back i tried to i tried to put it out there that like let's be at least from my perspective i think more accurately there is still pve and now several weeks later we're having a problem where like because and again this is th now this part has nothing to do with scott or anyone else but specifically when you look at the content creators and okay some of them are my friends too so this is like difficult for me to talk about but they did peddle some misinformation for clicks i'm not gonna lie they, they, they did pretty there some they peddled some crazy misinformation extreme misinformation holy fuck it is depressing to know too i just i'll add this in abro if you got more to say but like it's it, oh my god, the peddling of misinformation is frustrating when you know these people know better. Like, you know that they know better, but they will still peddle misinformation when they actually know the contrary, just because click, just because thumbnail, just because view on YouTube. And that is like, holy fuck. Like, you know way better than this, but you will still argue against it or like say the other thing because it's the easiest way to kind of garner views and, you know, boost your career. And like, I also, kind of respect the hustle in a way, but it's like so dishonest that it, it, it is painful. To throw them a bone a little bit, because while like I brought up the fact that content creators didn't peddle misinformation, some of them also, I think, did it out of fear. And the fear is if I don't say the same thing as everyone else in terms of booming about it, the fans will attack me. Same yeah, way I the mean, fans literally attacked, the same way says fans attacked me rolls. for trying to like not doom about it. And I wasn't even defending Blizzard. I was just like, I'm taking the middle road here. Like, I'm just trying to be objective about the facts and people hated on me for that. And I'm sure the content creators thought the same thing and they just, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth the hate. So I might as well just piddle the doom. Yeah, there's a, there are definitely a very much like a, you know that that Toy Story gif of like all the Buzz Lightyears in a wall? Like, and it's like people use it all the time to be like, 
like you when you think you have an original opinion and it's just like thousands yeah. of buzz light years lined up on the wall or something like there's currently that's the 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 i think the sentiment on like social media like if there's just one overwatch creator i keep on seeing their name pop up my timeline it's like questron or something yeah questron no, or something but like they'll just be like hey Ooh. you know like here's like the pve like missions that we have left and like you know like here's what's coming and like people are like you you should be sent to the gulag 1000 year hard labor for daring to suggest that this isn't like the greatest betrayal since fucking the 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 berlin wall or something like i don't know like this is like i do think that this is people uh there was a big push to be like let's and to be fair this is not even an overwatch specific problem because all video game discourse is fueled by some of the dumbest people on earth like all the time like it's fueled by the entirely rage bait and like we want to be angry we want to be mad and like it gets clicks it gets views um because i think there is like all these legitimate concerns that we laid out about the pve changes but like okay it's you know it's oh it's over we've reflected on it and like but the thing is a lot of creators also there's the power of like creator marketing and why creator marketing like people get mad i think in the past and be like why are companies paying so much for creators to market our game and to play our game well it's like they literally can set the entire narrative of your game by just posting on twitter and their youtube's with clickbait thumbnails like they can set your entire narrative and because this is like a human being problem but also specifically in the video game discourse like everyone will just read these these like 200 character tweets or these like read or look at a thumbnail and be like this is reality now this i have now consumed information this is the truth and i'm now going to regurgitate that forever and meme about it uh regardless of any of the nuance like behind it right and so like i do think that that's part of the discourse that's happened here is that it's been set by creators themselves many of which don't even really play the game they just want to be mad at the game you know they just want to be angry at the game but you know also to give some pro to give some anti-props here the blizzard marketing for overwatch 2 was some of the least successful oh and least coherent marketing plans that have ever been set forth by a game company like they lost control of their narrative so insanely fast and no one actually knew what the fuck was happening like, we're pretty plugged in i'd say and i still at times like what the fuck is happening like half the time like i'm just like i literally don't even know like so i don't even think this is fully on like malicious actors or like people bone off rage bait or just like various like misinformation it's also like this is a company that lost control of its own marketing plan like pretty yep. quickly and didn't have like a very set in stone like here's this here's this here's this and also kept doing it man they kept doing it they keep on doing developer fucking live streams stop doing the live streams man stop doing the live streams just fucking put it out in a coherent like roadmap and graphic where we can all like oh i hate it i hate live streams so much i hate live streams for like giving out information because it's just like people cat you gotta get out of here it's just it's it's just uh i mean i don't so think they're helping themselves because like if you look at diablo for example diablo has like insane marketing right now and yes they got you know, kind of lucky that this, you know, awful uh, Canadian wildfire thing happened. And, you know, it's 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 actually, like, really bad what happened in New York and everything. But, you know, that went viral when it was, like, Diablo, hell on earth or whatever. And then you got the the, the awful, you know, orange New also, York City. Also, it's a good game, uh, supposedly. I haven't played it. It's a fantastic have, game. Have, really they, good, yeah. they brought in, you know, actors to promote the game. They have great, like, social media campaigns for Diablo. And so... That's an Activision Blizzard game. 
like they're literally like in the same campus developing this game and doing and these marketing the, plans. The, the spin, the, the, like the control of it is so different. So different. it's so different. Um, obviously, the public perception of Diablo, I'd say, is way better than Overwatch. Um, in in like people's you know gut feel about the game and the franchise. Uh, but also, I, I don't th think Overwatch is helping themselves because there is this constant change. It's like, okay, we're changing from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. We're changing to PvE. We're changing uh, the access, how you get this access. They're constantly changing. So, like, if I'm a marketing department, I sit down and I'm like, guys, how the fuck do you want me to market this if you change plans every four, every six months? And so... I don't, I don't think the franchise is helping themselves by changing their plans and changing their approach to everything all the time. Because, like, how are they supposed to set up all these marketing efforts? They to... can't keep control of everything if they just keep changing it. I'm going to soapbox for a real second. I was having some spicy nuggets earlier, and I was building up the heat. This is the moment. People, people, by the way, people say I defend Blizzard all the time. Okay, here's me criticizing Blizzard for the record. The PR is dog shit. Connor already said that, but let me let me dive into more specific details of what I'm talking about. Why is it... By the way, how long ago was the roadmap stream? That was like three weeks ago? Correct me if I was about under a month, right? Just under a month? Three weeks? Why? No, how long sure. ago was the roadmap? How long ago was it, roughly? About May 16. So a month. Okay, a month. Four weeks. Okay, about a month. About a month. Why is it that if they've already waited so long, because they apparently they knew they were going to do this with the PvE since release, right? It's already been like, you know, half a year, six months, plus, like, like nine months, maybe. Wait one more month because they didn't have anything to show. They then released this trailer for the Xbox trade show, whatever, without, with season six showing all the PV, all that. Why would you do this roadmap live stream first and then do that afterwards when the correct PR move is some free PR tips, Blizzard. You can learn from me. You don't even have to hire me. It's just free. Do the live, do, don't even do a live stream. Do the roadmap discussion after you have something to show. As in, wait for this Xbox thing to happen first. Do the season six trailer. Announce that what we are getting and then talk about what we're not getting afterwards. You can't do a stream where you're just saying, this is what we're not doing. And then you don't discuss what we are doing. Okay, there was a blog post afterwards that said we got story missions. But again, the information was so dubious that everyone spiraled into misinformation very quickly. And they did an extremely poor job actually communicating what we are getting instead this is how the pr should have been done this announcement it's, comes through we get the season it, six trailer and then straight away afterwards okay now we're going to do a developer stream for the roadmap this is what we can talk about i'm glad you guys enjoyed the season six trailer uh pve is coming in august uh just a quick note about the pve though we do have to address the fact that there are some changes in the pve in terms of direction we can't fulfill the original vision of PE, pve from 2019 we have to cut out the hero missions because of blah, 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 whatever factors, it's too, too difficult to work on, whatever it is. But here's what we are getting. As you saw in the trailer, we're still continuing on with story missions. Our focus is now going to be put purely into story missions as far as PvE goes. We want to make sure that you understand. Full clarification, PvE is still here. That's all they fucking would have needed to do. And we would not be in this PR shitstorm we are right now where people are confused about the existence of PvE. They just did shit in the wrong order. Put out the trailer first. Talk about the lack of hero missions afterwards. So at least we understand what the fuck we're getting. I think obviously, like Connor said too, just not doing a live stream is just infinitely better. Just put out a pre-produced video that you can cut down into like uh, a 10 minute developer blog rather than doing a stream because you can just make it so much more streamlined and you can just edit it in a way that it's like clear, concise communication. And if you do a live stream, that's just not going to happen because people are going to stumble over words. They are going to say things that aren't scripted. 
And it's it's just so much easier getting across a vision for the game and like uh, changes that we are fucking making to the game too. Because you're doing a live stream, you've also they're probably not reading chat or anything like that, but it is just another way that people can just sit there and fucking shit on and like clip out of context and all this kind of stuff. If you just put out a clean, concise video, it just makes the uh, just makes the progress just infinitely better. In, like, you don't think those videos are live to tape? No, dude. They aren't fucking cut. They're like they they might be live to tape, sure, but like they're not cutting they it edited. down. They're not edited. In a, but they are not edited in a way that is like clear, concise at all. I disagree completely with that. You think a so fucking? What, you want them to just do like a YouTube video instead? Just yeah. a yeah. normal update YouTube video. Developer update, just like stream. Jeff Kaplan did yeah, before. Yeah, just a fucking developer update. Exactly. Like just a dev update. You don't need to have this like faux live not interactive at all because again not reading chat if it is live to tape right just just have a developer update like that's the way to do those things just having it like faux live because people are fucking stupid people think that they go into the live stream and they're gonna see people live talking about this game just like if you have just a youtube video it's again a more clean way of just having a, uh, an update on the game and what's changing, what they're adding, what they're removing and shit like that. I, man, but, by the way, it sucks, dude. It, after it's just every painful. single, after every single announcement, Jared bless his soul has to go on Twitter and make like a million clarifications. Yeah. No, which this is, is what just we mean. This, which is insane. Because like, it's like, you shouldn't have to put out your tweet. You shouldn't have to put out your big announcement and then send out your people to go on social media and make like 20 tweets yep. to clarify your this position. this is what a well, developer update that is yeah. edited, that goes on the YouTube, that also goes on the Twitter. Like this, that's what that would clear this is, up. This because one they could go in, happened. edit the script. They could go in and just do the rundown. Okay, we're talking about the hero missions. We're talking about the no like full blown PV, like we said in 2019, but we're going to continue adding this and you can just block, like literally just story block it out so it's easily digestible information they, they need to they also just need to consider like the community reaction okay if we announce this what is the likely community reaction and, and not just that but they it was always going to be bad to be unfortunately like, like, this is this is how you actually do pr in my opinion as an unqualified pr person that's probably given better pr advice than what they're doing right now and that's to say that think about what the the most unreasonable take of your information is like what is the most bad faith interpretation of your announcement like what is if you are the most like bad faith andy in the world and you saw the announcement what could this person say if you figure that out then you can figure out like what all the different angles that people might attack you from are and then your announcement should cover those bases best you can so that's why i'm saying like you know when you talk about there's no hero missions people are gonna say it was pve dead then you need to clarify what the fuck we're getting you have to go through and think in your mind as a PR team what all the worst possible takes are going to be from the community and address that. If you can do that, then you've done PR correctly. All right. Speaking of bad PR, do you want to launch into the uh, $15 bundle for... Let's go! <laughs> Let's go to Solomon, right now. Solomon, right now. Go to overwatch.reddit.com right now. Well... Wait, wait, wait no what? cookies. Is that a just go to the front page? Website overwatch.reddit.com. Yeah, that's how that. Yeah, that's how I go to my reddits. I I write the subreddit also, name the Reddit reddit is down, com. Like, but it's not dot. No, no, that's I. I don't know if the Overwatch one's back. Some of them are back, but isn't it like slash not dot? 
Yeah, yeah, but you can go Reddit there by typing the sub. Oh, you can go okay. there by typing the subreddit name .reddit.com, and then you don't have to do the backslash. If you want to get the if you want to get the real takes, you got to go to the Battle.net forums. That's where the that's oh where the yeah, I gotta go to the Battle.net forums. God. Listen, I, listen I'm actually gonna say about the Reddit are. API going down for yeah. that was actually kind of nightmarish because for people that like have like specific subreddits for very specific interest in like collating information. I think that was the point. Reddit is really good because there are people that are just so ridiculously terminally online. They are the perfect gatherers of information. Like, if you are doing literally anything for more than two seconds, like, there is a group of people on Reddit that will find all the years. information you need and collate. Yeah. Like, they are the perfect... They, they should have been working in, like, the Great Library of Alexandria, gathering knowledge from around the ancient world because, like, that... Like, they're so good at doing it. And, like, because without it, there were times, like, oh, shit, I have a question. I have, like, I need to go ask about, like, this. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't... There, there's some... Reddit API is down. Like, I actually... Without Reddit, this is, like, kind of bad, actually. Like, I have to go do some Fine. Googling. You want something up? funny? You want something funny about the I think that was effective Reddit about it. It was meant the, to do something that... The, no, I yeah. know. But, I mean, like, the point is more so we make fun of Reddit, but yet at the same time... The, the one joke... It is good again. The one good joke that came out of this whole Reddit uh, blackout thing is that People, some people were so desperate, they went to the Overwatch TMZ Reddit because that didn't get shut down. And they started <laughs> oh, po they started I didn't talk about see that. And the thing is, yeah. the thing is, the thing is, the replies was like, because it was just normal conversation. The replies was like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is not drama. This is Overwatch TMZ. And the dude's like, sorry, I had nowhere else to go. Like, I just wanted to talk. I like, know where else <laughs> It's just people just wanting to post on Reddit. Please, it's literally just Redditors wanting to post. Right. Must, I, I have must post and I, I have no mouth type of thing. So Here we go. Uh... Here is the current front page of Overwatch Reddit. The top three. Overwatch 2 is charging you for the PvE it didn't cancel. Number two. It looks like we'll have to pay $15 for each set of PvE missions. Dot, dot. And number three is... PVE should be free, <laughs> but it's like, but the, but the PVE was, but also, okay. So here's the thing. I am going to say, I do at least understand that I can understand the argument of like, we think the PVE should be free when you're saying like people were willing to, I, at least if you're consistent of someone being like, I was willing to purchase the PVE before when it included like the hero missions. Right. And that included that like replayability and those like progression trees. And I'm like, I don't find the value proposition worth it. I'm, I feel like that's at least fair. That's fair if someone wants to say like that. A lot of people simply just thought the PvE was always going to be free, which was never going to be the case, I, I which was literally never going to happen. That was never supposedly going to happen. The problem is, I think that was the majority of people because they never got to a point where they uh, talked about the model in which they're actually going to sell the game. Because we all knew that the Overwatch 2 PvP was going to be free, but like the PVE, they didn't say, oh, it's going to be a boxed title for Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, fucking iPad, fucking, you know, uh, whatever console and PC. They never said, oh, it's going to be $60 and you get a campaign, raids, all this kind of bullshit, hero progression and stuff like that. They never got to a point in marketing where they said that. So people assumed, like you said, that everything is free which makes zero fucking sense monetarily. If you're building a giant motherfucking game, yes, off of the basis of like Overwatch itself and like the heroes and the systems and how the game works, yes, you're building off of that. But if you're building this monolith title, which is what they said they were going to do, how the fuck do you expect that to be free? Like how? how also, Earth? people thought the watch point pack was giving the one that they bought on Overwatch 2's yeah. like release. People thought the watch point pack no. was giving you access to the PVE. But like once again, like even though it clearly stated in the watch point pack 
that like bad patchy mori thought the watch point pack gave him access to pve yeah PvE that guy thought he dumb did. as shit like but like dumb the point being is that like that's like a very plugged in member of the community I blame the like, british and also it said british on the Watchpoint pack that nothing at no point in the Watchpoint pack does anything about pve but like the point here is that like this is just like the depth of how poorly this is once again this is not me even blaming the community this is me but some of them i do blame because i literally think they are really really stupid but some of them are like this is Blizzard once again not effectively communicating yeah. the plans and keeping it really yeah. straight and in line. Because how the fuck are people thinking the Watchpoint pack? And like you can like there's definitely some user error there. There's definitely some skill issue in regards to that. But like there's also like people just clearly not understanding the levels of like the progression of since we've got here. You know, like and I think it's also it's also still with the way they communicated this fifteen dollar PVE transaction, right? Like they didn't say like. Like I, they were like, oh, they didn't say five dollars for PVE. They just said fifteen dollars for like the PVE. And I'm like, well, like it's technically essentially five because the other ten dollars is wrapped up to the battle pass and like the yeah. currency you get. You know, you're not paying fifteen dollars for the five for the missions. You're paying really five, and then it's like another ten bucks for everything else that's wrapped up into it. But like you know, this is once again like all marketing, say like perception, PR, like like all of this the way that. But and also part of it is just spun out of control by people that see like fifteen dollars because they thought the PVE was going to be free or whatever. Like it's just like a a loop. It's a fucking Ouroboros, a, a snake eating its tail. People get mad at price point. It's not properly explained. They get more mad and they just just keeps going like the whole time. It's fucking maddening. It's maddening. People, because like there are so many people that legitimately just forgot that Overwatch 2 was free. Because I think so many people were Overwatch 1 fans and they're like, how is the PVE not free? I paid for this game. It's like, bitch, you didn't pay for Overwatch 2. You didn't pay. No one you paid for pay Overwatch for 2. Shit. You didn't pay for Overwatch 2. Now, and people were like, well, it's, I bought Overwatch 1. It's like, yeah, but that's, you know, the one. There was the one in front of it. This is 2 now. It's not the same game anymore. It's a different, it's a different title, you know? And if, that, and if you don't think the value is worth it, don't. Buy it. I, I I think that's the most consistent logical argument. If you don't find the value to be worth it, and that's your pro that's your problem, I think that is perfectly fair. But if you're like, I think the, I thought the PV was supposed to be free, and this should be free, then I'm like, no, that's that's literally you're so. May God have mercy on your soul. You're so wrong. You're actually so wrong. I don't even know where to begin. And people There's don't understand bit. like the the complexity of how difficult it is to make PV content. Like anyone that's played, if you if you play WoW, if you play Destiny, you play those types of games, PV is hard to make like it's time consuming there's a lot of um assets that can't be repeated into the pvp like there's stuff you make for pve that only gets used in the pve and nowhere else so it's like it's not even optimal in terms of making that content um so oh, it takes oh, sorry, a can... lot of time and effort to make so it's like it's not shouldn't be a surprise that it's paid we can argue about what the price point should be, but like no one should be surprised. That's where that people's lack of understanding of like the real world comes into and like doing a fucking job. Like, how many developers do you think work on uh, the game? How how much do you reckon they get paid? Well, they probably they don't get paid per hour. They get you know it's a salary kind of thing. How much are they getting paid each? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of money that goes into this shit, and I also just don't think people understand that and they they probably shouldn't they don't really need to understand how a game studio makes a game and like what people are need like how people are needed what kind of people are needed how many people in leadership are needed versus how many like programmers and artists and like gui artists and fucking you know all this kind of bullshit right and i think that's as well where that comes in because the fundamental misunderstanding of gamers and like how games are made is just unbelievable like unbelievable it's like oh just push out the patch bro just do it just do it oh yeah it shouldn't be a problem it's just a flick of a switch right like that as well i think kind of it's kind of a compounding issue and like yeah they probably oh, shouldn't God. 
Oh, here we uh, go. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. No, before this, before this, take this down, take this down, take this down, take this down. Oh, God, we're, please, into, we're hitting the cope zone too fast. Please, we're the go to the, I posted a blog, I posted a blog in the Discord, Solomon, if you can go there first. Because we're having this conversation as well, and, you know, if you see the conversation on Discord, or, not Discord, Reddit, if you see the conversation on Reddit, they're already, like, doing math, just, like, how much does it cost per mission? Per like, it costs $1.66 per mission, or something like that. This is what we get. But if you pull out the blog um, that I posted in the Reddit, um, for the $15, you actually get a bundle. The Overwatch 2 Invasion bundle for $15. You can keep scrolling down here, Solomon. And at the below that, there it is. And so it says, you can get started on your mission to save the world with the Overwatch 2 Invasion bundle for $15. So there's where the $15 is. This bundle includes access to the Overwatch 2 Invasion story missions during the season and permanently after, 1,000 Overwatch coins equal to the premium battle pass, 10, uh, 10 USD value so for 15 dollars yes you get the star missions but you also get the battle pass for the season that already costs 10 dollars so you're essentially paying fucking five dollars for the story missions on top of the battle pass so the like it's not like oh, i have to is... buy the store missions i have to buy the battle pass you get both for 15 dollars like and you get the soldier and skin and you know if you don't have soldier and but like it's not like you're paying 15 dollars just for the mission just for the story well you're paying okay. it for the season and so like the value is like way better than people make it out to be the argument johnny though there and i will give them a little bit of credit for this is that maybe i didn't want the premium battle pass maybe i didn't want the battle pass i just want to play the missions so like they are paying 15 dollars just for the mission sure yeah, sure that, but the math is wrong should... No, like, yeah, but like that's the thing. That is, they definitely because I talked about it earlier how like it's it's only ten, it's really five dollars for everything. But like realistically, there should I do kind of agree with that. Like you shouldn't have to purchase a battle pass and premium currency to pay yeah. to play the PVE. There should be options to just purchase the PVE independently if that's what you want to do. Which, to be fair, we don't know if they're going to do which, that which later on. They could be doing. Yeah, we really with, don't know. They could be with doing this that invasion bundle, like. There could be a situation after season, uh, yeah, season six, after season six, or maybe season seven, that they just kind of, okay, you don't get the premium battle pass anymore. This bundle's not available, but you can buy the PVE, you know, and you unlock the missions and shit permanently, you know? So well, maybe is it 100% like set in stone that they wouldn't release the PVE for season six? a standalone it's just only going to be this bundle is that like 100 percent set in stone based off this announcement? well that's the only thing that's we have information to go on so, so once I again but so but the point being here also is like what happens if, if we yes. get to season six and they do release the pve or like they later on the line they do release the pve as just like a five dollar standalone like price but then they've already fucked up everything by saying you have to pay 15 dollars for the pve you know like this is once again like me being like why would you stagger if this is the case, I'm not, I don't know if that's what's happening, but if it does work out that way, where you can buy the PvE standalone in Season 6, why would you stagger this information? Why would you not just tell everyone right away that you could buy it for $5? Now, if that's not the case, I think that is a little unfair. I do think you should be able to buy the PvE by itself. You shouldn't have to buy a bundle. But, like, if that's what happens, if later, if, like, a week or two from now, or, like, on Season 6 release, they're like, oh, you just buy the PvE for 5 bucks, and they didn't say that initially, that's just, like, once again, like, there are no feet left to shoot. They've ran out of bullets. They've fought. They've shot every one of their toes off. They're just nubs. Like there's nothing left. Like why they've just they've just been full auto blasting their feet for no fucking reason. So we'll see. Whatever, 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 whatever price they Straight say, by the way, now also sets a precedent for future because this is not going to be the only story missions they release. At least that's what we can safely assume. 
This is the first part of however many parts. We don't know how many they're doing. Um, and this is the other reason why it can't be free. Because if they do this free now, then it sets the precedent. You yes. know exactly what's going to happen next time. They give the they give you the first three missions for free. The next time they do PvE, people are like, oh, no, they're, they're trying to charge us now. They used to give it to us for free. Now they're trying to charge us. So you can't give it to free now because it sets a bad precedent for the business model. Do um, we know if this PvE bundle and, like, you unlocking story missions, is that, like, a perma unlock for all other story missions laced down the line? Because they said no. there's three, right? So it is no. just Jared, I think confirmed. Three. It's only for this three. Ah, okay. Okay. And they should because, have said that in the fucking article too. Well, that's, is, well, that's uh, what I'm saying is like, Jared has to do like 20 million clarifications afterwards because they don't fully explain it. Um, yeah. A compromise they should have, because I, I understand what people are trying to, like when it's people for the say- first set of three missions. Yeah, so okay. when, when, people, when the community says it should be free, I think largely my interpretation of that message is that they believe it should be free as like some sort of atonement. Like, oh, we're, we're getting less than what you promised because the hero mission stuff. You should just give this to us for free, or I'm mad, so you should give it to me for free. Um, and they would have paid maybe, $60 for the And maybe game, but, yeah. there is a level of compromise there. If, like, for example, Blizzard could have said one time deal only. First mission out of the three is free. Everyone can play it as a trial. If you like it, you can buy the other two. If you don't like it, can't please you, whatever. And at least that would be like a way to buy people in, give a little bit of goodwill, um, and just give a chance for people that might not want to pay a chance to play anyway. Just one mission for free and whatever like i think that would be an okay compromise but i don't think there's any world where they can just give it all away for free you want to go to the valorant tweet or do you want to go to the it is very valorant funny tweet? it is very i mean funny i guess we can talk i mean valorant we've talked tweet. about the pr like i think now we can talk about the value proposition being oh do you want to talk about the game and actually what's coming <laughs> well, well in a bit in a bit we... in a bit do you want a bat chest or do you want to I do still, this? <laughs> I still want to talk about Flashpoint a little bit more, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to this right after this. We should go to the Nexus content after this. We should only spend like a minute or two on this. You know? This is just to have a laugh. This is all that is. Just a bit of a lull here. Yeah, so good $120 Valorant skin bundle. Pog, bat chest. Can't wait to buy it. I have Twitter blue, $8 a month. Pog. And then, and then the PvE story missions and everything, $15, and people saying, this is for audio listeners out there, fuck you, you missed the mark. No way I'm giving you money for half-assed PvE content. Uh, it probably would have been 60 bucks, so I guess this is technically a quarter of that price. Dead game, $15 for PvE, crying emoji. Yeah, there you go. There's, <laughs> there's the audio listeners. The reply there. is hilarious, that they're paying for Twitter Blue, which is $8, which is half the price of the PvE. <laughs> It's kind of facts. Like, yeah, by is, the way, is pretty funny. The, the bundle is my background. For those that were curious about what the hell this is, the bundle That's in question, the hundred twenty dollar bundle. And the guns look kind of cool. Sure, I'm not it's five skins. Bucks it's five skins for for hundred twenty bucks. And by the way, the uh, to talk about what was in the article as well, the blog post, people were upset about the Sojin nineteen dollar thing. They're like, "That's criminal! How can the Sojin skin be nineteen dollars?" Like. Bro, you guys have not seen every legendary skin is nineteen dollars. These motherfuckers have at, not logged it on to Overwatch since Overwatch Two launched. Just, what the forget fuck about are you Overwatch. Forget about Overwatch. Just look at other games. This shit is expensive in any game. In Valorant, it's yeah. absolutely egregious. And Connor, I'm sure you can back this up, but there's people in Valorant that buy every single bundle almost. There are people, they do it all the time where like players and like community members will be like, okay, uh, check how much have you spent on Valorant skins? There are people who spent like easily four or five thousand dollars plus in Valorant skins that post about all the time. And I'm like, bro, that's even, let's common. just say, let's just say, yeah, that's pretty common for, for especially for, on the pro side for players who've been paid like thousands of dollars for skins and like even just community people pay like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But like, let's just remove that. Imagine if Overwatch 
were to be like, here's all a bunch of really, here's a six set of skins. We're asking you to pay $120. Just imagine. Oh, people it would, would be lose People would be rioting mind. in the streets. Yeah. People would be marching on the HQ of in Irvine. People would be literally flipping over cars. They'd be like going through like the fucking, that one of those guides on like how to like do government insurrections, you know, like how to build Molotovs and shit and pipe bombs. They'd be fucking, <laughs> they would be just doing crazy shit if they, someone, if they dared to even ask for a fraction of the price. And once again, I do think the Valorant skins, it's a different value proposition, right? You you see your Valorant skins in the animations all the time, no matter what. It's very present in the game. They're also really high quality. They're, the artist team and the team at Riot does like a really great job with making them. So like, I'm not saying that the Valorant skins aren't worth it. I'm more saying that like the mere act of people asking for money in Overwatch for a product that was supposed to be paid for anyways is sending people in a spiral. Like, cause I just see it over and over and over again of like, people will complain about the context of like, it'd be like, how can they do this? It's like, well, the PV was all supposed to be free. And everyone's like, oh shit, I forgot. The PV was never supposed to be free. People just forgot that you were always gonna have to pay for the PVE in some capacity. They just forgot about it. And like, Genuinely? But what, they, they literally forgot. But if, if their argument is we don't think the value is worth it, I think that is a completely fair argument. If you don't think the value is worth it, you know, that's fair Vote but like, so many people are just wallet. misinformed on the context of what is happening genuinely if the overall okay erase the last few months imagine pv is actually coming out in a it's a box game and it's like 60 bucks or whatever it would be the same shit like people would still, I bet a lot of people still would have been really bad yeah. fucking <laughs> minds people would have been like 60 dollars i paid eight dollars for this game on the battle.net store five months ago how is this game 60 fucking dollars like it would have been. Exactly I think it would have been definitely lessened though, because a lot of people it, it definitely. Would have been it, it, true, it, it would have like, definitely been less than what's currently happening for sure if they fuck. delivered the product, because that is really what the base thing of it is, right? Is like they yeah, didn't yeah. deliver the product that people were excited for. They had to pivot. It's always going to make people mad, but like the thing is, now it's been it, it's essentially just become like too all-consuming for people to ever see past the fact that yes. this is like occurred. Because like they've still been delivering content, you know, they're actually doing their promise what they wanted for Watch Two for the PvP side at least of like. We are giving consistent updates to the game and like gives up. Also, we should talk about the actually the content they're giving now. Let's go, Salomon. Thank you. Keeping us okay. on track. Turning up the competition with Flashpoint. Uh, sorry, I've asked for the abrupt. No, um, I mean, well, because now we should really should discuss like how it yep, leads into that fair, point. Of, like they fair. still are delivering content and this is the content they're delivering, yeah. you know? Yep. yep. Here we go. Also launched with Overwatch 2 Invasion is Flashpoint, the whole new PvP core game mode available for all players in quick play or competitive play. This mode will feature two new locales that are Overwatch 2's biggest PvP maps to date. The biggest PvP maps to date. I mean, that is going to be exciting. Um, teams will fight for control of key positions across the map called Flashpoints, aiming to capture three of them before their opponents do. You'll have no time to relax once the point is captured, as the next one will already be waiting. So it almost sounds like, you know, control, but instead of three rounds, it's one singular thing. Not only will this mode test your mechanical skills, but also your ability to plan ahead. Stopping opponents from moving on to the next flashpoint will be a huge key to victory. So we don't really have any video gameplay footage of this yet, but this is a sneak peek with just a couple of pictures, I suppose, of the new game mode. So... Um, there's like two seconds of tracer yeah. moving around, but uh, Avril, you seem excited about this. I'll start first because I I uh, can't already mention this, but I I'm pretty sure this is very close to hard point. There's also been a bit of discussion about this in terms of what the fans think it might be, but a um, couple of the key giveaways here is this sounds dumb, but first of all, the name is Flashpoint, and it's not too different from Hardpoint. But beyond that, part of the reason why I think you know Flashpoint makes sense as a name because it's in similar to Hardpoint, one point is available at a time. So it's essentially you're playing across 
I'm going to guess five different control points on this giant map and one point is active at a time and all 10 players 5v5 are playing against that one point. The wording on the uh, explanation is as well, it's like capture three. So five makes sense because three out of the five means you you win the majority, right? It's, it's like a BO5 almost. So you are playing zero to 100 like a cost, like a control map. And if you get the 100 and you cap, you, you score that point. If you get three of those points, you win the map. That's how I read the explanation of how this works. So unlike Hardpoint from Call of Duty, where both teams can sort of tick up points and whatever amount of points you get, it carries over and you're trying to get like 250 points first, something like that. Here you just cap three first. And I actually think that's better than Hardpoint because Hardpoint is very chaotic and um, they also in Call of Duty have the random spawns you just spawn anywhere on the map. I'm pretty sure for a map like this, that wouldn't work for a game like Overwatch. So it would, it would need like dedicated spawns for each of the five points. So uh, that's how I think this map is going to work. I actually kind of like the idea. It really does seem like a better version of Control because Control sucks. Control is the new shittest game mode in the game, like straight up. I mean, this uh, is just big Control though. This is just like a five point nice. Control no, though. Absolutely fucking not. Control is not okay. fun at all. It's control literally is fun. RNG. I like control. control. I mean, this is, uh, okay, yeah. you've, taken, you've gone the opposite direction of my... I've always been on the opinion that Control is fun. It's just a terrible game mode. But now you're it's, like, uh, it just sucks. Nah, it sucks. Like, it's a I'm terrible game mode uh, that I think... It needs to be deleted from the game um, at this point. No, wow. I think it's, it's no. okay. It's okay at best, but the thing is with control, it was very RNG, and I think this is a good way to kind of sort that up RNG this out. This is the RNG um, as well, I think, one though. giant map. You say that, but um, you can actually recontest, and it will feel a little bit better. Even if you're points behind, you can actually, like, regain control of the game. Well, control, we don't, like, do we know that yet? Have we harder. seen any game? Like, we don't know how the spawn times well, and stuff are going to work, No, right? yeah, sure. While we haven't seen that, but just on premise, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a fluid game mode from going round to round like, and completely resetting. Because, like, the I'm pretty sure the, co the, the correct way... Do, this is hard speculation from me, but... Okay, in Call of Duty, I think they do set points, like one through to five. It's It always goes, you know, consecutively. Do, yeah. Okay, number two is always over here. Yeah. But for a, a game like this, Flashpoint, it could just be random. Like, the next point could be completely random, which I think would add um, some good randomness to the game because it, it, it can get too regimented if you know exactly when the next point is. You can just do way too much setup. I feel like that makes the game weird. Um, so I think there's there's a possible level of... I see this as like a big control. People are saying like, is it domination? Is it 5 CP from like TF2? It's none of that because only one point is active at a time. So it's not domination. And it's not like a linear, you have to cap through one to five kind of deal. It's like, it's a big open symmetrical map. Imagine like if you were to lay out five different points, one in the center, one top left, one bottom left, one top right, one bottom right kind of deal. That would be how the, how the map layout is. So it's not like just one big line like push. So um, it's very different to those types of designs, and I'm glad we're not getting any sort of domination time game, and I'm, I think this is much better than that. Also, I probably play a bit smoother compared to Control, because the big problem with Control is if a team gets like 80% to the opponent's 0%, then you can always have that ability to save up ultimates and then just unleash them as soon as you get an advantage. Yeah, but if you do that on Flashpoint, then that team is actually putting themselves at a disadvantage for the next capture. Do you say what I mean? So like... If, if you save up ults, uh, then you can decide to use them to capture one point. But if you do that, then you won't have ults for the next point. That's unlocking uh, continuously. The snowball so, is less horrendous than, yeah. than control is. And like that's the problem with control, is that the snowball is just crazy. If you win first fight, you're going to have more ult charge because you did more damage and you got more kills. And then it's like Johnny said, like, oh, you well, maybe well, win I mean, I it's guess... solo queue, right? It feels like, oh, you know, you win the next fight too. It's like, well, now it's only one fight because we have ults, we use them next fight, and it's just kind of a... I don't kind think that's going to change with Flashpoint, though. Flashpoint's not going to change any of the ult economy stuff. It's going to change more so you won't have to necessarily be disadvantaged 
fighting for a point, right? Because there's no like a set, like you're defending a point now with set geometry. Now it's more so both people are having to move to go find to the next point, right? So I think that's where Flashpoint is getting rid of some of the disadvantages of control because the, the old stuff will always be the same, right? Because the team that wins yeah. the first fight on Flashpoint will have the ult better ult advantage typically. But now you don't have to, oh, my banana. But now you don't have to like, <laughs> it fell, my banana fell. Uh, well, now you don't have to like, you won't have a team that's defending a point, right? With like Lijong, like I say, for example, like Gardens, we're like, okay, we won the fight, we have ult advantage. Now also we have two awful fucking jokes that are filled with environmental hazards and we're, we're waiting for you to come to us, right? And we have to, they have to take these long rotations. Now both teams will essentially be on equal footing to go to the next point to fight for it, right? Like there is no defender advantage per se. And that's where I think Flashpoint would potentially win out over control in terms of like mitigating those disadvantages. Well, it actually helps the losers because if you lose the first point, you get to rotate first to the next one. You don't have to sit there capping True, that, if you give so. up on that first point, yeah, you could just yeah, like, so you actually next, could Because that's how it happens point. in Hardpoint and COD as well. The, the losing team gets to rotate first, which is a little bit advantageous to help them come back. So I think that's positive. And you set up spawns in COD too. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think this, is, this could be a really good game mode. The, my only big concern is the length because we don't know how long it's going to take to cap a single point. And I don't know if you guys remember, but way back in early Overwatch, we used to play BO5 control instead of BO3, right? You guys remember that? If it went to all five, it took ages. Part of the reason why they changed from BO5 to BO3 was because it just took too long, bro. If it went 2-2 and you went to map five, it was cr dude, it took longer than any map. So that's a problem. So I think here, because it's, in my belief, is like first to three, you, you cap three out of five. But if we go to all five points on this map, how long is that going to take? If it takes too long, I it's reckon it'll be, be a push situation where you just have a timer, eight to ten minute timer. Um, well, the timer, I mean, the timer is essentially how long it takes to cap a map. Like, like it's it's about one point two seconds per percent on control maps currently. So I don't know, you know, if as long as it's less, than I 10 imagine minutes, they'll I think, scale it equally to like what we'd expect from a control. As long as it's really. ten minutes or less, like if if it, no, that's what I'm saying. Like they'll have an actual is, like match timer. So like. The maximum length the game would go is 10 minutes. And then whoever has the most points at the end, if you're still fucking fighting, then yeah, you just lose, well, you know, or like draw. Then or what happens if you're trying to cap the last point and the timer just runs out to just default? Wait, so that OT. would feel bad as well. Overtime. No, it's OT. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. That would that yeah, would again, we, like, we don't we don't know. We like the information. I think, I think it would be better if they didn't do that personally, but that's just me. We'll see. What yeah, we'll see. Suppose. Uh, you guys ready to launch into season five? Now when we're over season six, let's go backwards. Yeah. Launch, then we'll talk about season four after. Yeah. No, but it makes sense. You know, we started the episode by speculating, and now we're moving back to reality, moving back to the current days. So after they announced season six, they did the season five trailer and the season five blog. Season five is out right now, by the way. It came out yesterday. Um, but and of course you have the mythic tracer skin, uh, which you can sort of level up through tiers uh, 45, 65, and 80. Quest Watch is out. If you haven't checked it out in-game, the Quest Watch map uh, looks really cool. Um, it's just I a, think this is awesome a great aesthetic, aesthetic for yeah. the Season 5. Yeah, great aesthetic. I think the Battle Pass also has some really great skins attached to it. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I think there's like some fu really fun emotes, too. Love that. Kiriko like, skin's sick. Demon Reinhardt. This yeah. Ryan skin is like the best Ryan skin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's crazy. I, I I personally love the aesthetic of this. I love the I love the emotes. I love a lot of the skins. Like I think it's like a great like fun thing. It's obviously not the most substantive like content wise in terms of like new stuff to play and like new game modes and things like that or like new and obviously still no new hero. But like it is a nice little like okay, it's just like a fun good season 
This is before awesome. we get into like the meaty season, you know, before we get into yeah. like season six, which is going to be the slime caves. Season. And what they added with arcade mode and like actually utilizing people's workshop stuff is fucking awesome. They, I, I played the the demons ver. Oh wait, fuck, man, was it like demons versus heroes or some shit? And you have to kill the Rhine, but the Rhine's like supercharged, and there's power ups to the Rhine across the map to make him run faster. When he shatters, it's like an AOE shatter around him, not just like in front of him. It was actually kind of fun. Like I don't normally play arcade, but I wanted to at least try out once, like I normally do with these things. Um, and it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad. It was fun. Just like a, a quick like. 10 minute at most defeat the demon lord that's it use a creative mode and it, it was cool and there was uh yeah some free credits from the challenges too i think prop hunt is going to be the biggest thing for this season honestly because prop hunt has been a game mode that people love have loved since like early like tf2 like prop hunt is just such a fun fucking game i mean prop mode. hunt was before and, tf2 prop hunt was like a gmod thing yeah dude. like yeah, it, so. it, it's fucking amazing and like having a fully polished overwatch version that, i think it's going to be awesome also the winston, no, winston, the winston gets a winston ball actually yep. winston ball oh it's fun stuff yeah. like they like is really i cool. legitimately yeah. think Pop it's a good awesome. it's a good season of content it's just obviously not like super beefy like it doesn't have like yeah. the pve stuff and the new game mode attached but like with prop hunt and the winston ball and everything else like i think it's like this is like a good like i don't know to me it seems pretty equivalent to what you get at most every every uh it's like very equivalent like on a nice of like every other game yeah. on its live service model you know it feels pretty i feel like the last couple like as we've gone through the seasons it was feels like we're pretty consistently at a point where it's like we're at essentially the same level of quality as every other live service model in terms of like just delivering content every season you know and it yeah, i don't think you like can look at this battle pass and say that it's every bad. other battle pass as well right so next battle pass is going to be with the uh the story missions and the hero mastery and shit like that and then we get the hero i assume we get the hero next battle pass and then yeah. or like season six battle pass and then we have like a smaller version of the season and then we get another bigger version with another hero maybe you know like i, I think the the wave that we're on right now is pretty decent of course it's very much overshadowed by all the other shit that's going on you know somewhat rightfully so but um i think we're on a good trend of like how a lot of us kind of expected the game to go and if they just keep making these arcade workshop modes that's going to keep a lot of people, I think, interested. As long as Prop Hunt also stays in the game, goddamn. If that goes away or it's not playable in custom games, fuck's sake. But, you know, I, I think it's really good. Um, it's hard to really pick holes in things. And I'm just a fucking ranked player as well. I don't like, I don't think you could really ask for too much. Maybe you could if you were really wanting to. But I'm just personally, for, for a holdover season, what is basically like just a, uh, we'll just wait the season until the good season comes where you get all the content. It's just okay. I mean, like, I don't... Season, yeah. Yeah, there was like what you maybe you could want more, but the more that you would want is coming in season six instead. Yeah, honestly, like I, it's a it's almost like a bit of a shame that this season five sort of get like put to the wayside because it is such a good battle pass. Like it has great value, a uh, couple of new game modes, Winston volleyball skins are amazing. As you said, prop hunt. Like this is a great I... season. No one has talked about the fact that they. You know, did the reveal that the like the cinematic trailer is coming out for Sojourn? Like no, and like I'm yeah. stoked for that. I'm so looking forward to that. So oh, by the, and we have a five v five ranked queue as well. I was gonna say like that's this season, There's, right? Yes, yeah, team queue. I believe it yeah. is. It's yeah. like a team queue is like a mini season, so I don't know when it. Can't wait for Overwatch League teams to spam the shit out of that. Uh, so they will definitely not find games. I was I actually a little right confused on the team queue stuff. So it's. It's going to be essentially you have to play with a group of five 
and then but it's a separate ladder no yeah or is it a, or is no, it, it still is a part of the ladder. same ladder no it's got to uh, be a separate ladder there's no way it's the same ladder or is team Q just like guaranteeing that like you can only your group is five and only play together yes. Correct. With, uh, you can only you get can games only other play five against stacks. other five stacks, and Correct. it's not a separate ladder. I don't. For, from what I can tell and what I've seen, it is not a separate ladder. You're still earning the your rank in your, you know, skill division or whatever the fuck. That's interesting. Um, I so, wait. So you're challenging for the same top 500 leaderboard? That doesn't sound right, because then you're disadvantaged if you're solo player massively. Because also it says this is a mode. No, no, no. In this well, mode, there are no skill restrictions. Like, that, it's saying, like, yeah. you could queue together with anyone of any skill rating in the team queue. Like, you could be yeah. a five stack of grand, like you could have, like, two it. grandmasters, two diamonds, and, like, a plat. Like, yeah. but it says in this mode. So I'm assuming there's, I'm assuming that this is, like, but it's it says climb the rank ladder together. So I guess it is, it has to be part of the the full mode then From what i can tell and been told like it's the same you're still in the same rank ladder there's probably some yeah. if i had to guess there's probably some modifier on how much rank you will gain when you play in a five stack because i i talked to a few people about this because i'm like holy boosting because you could just get five gm players queuing up with a bronze player and then they just destroy but then it's also like you're also going to go against teams that are around the same skill level too, so they might also have like five GM players and one bronze player or silver player or some shit like that. So it'll well, be yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to balance that theoretically for boosting because if you got like Theore four GM players and one exactly. bronze, that's why it's got to be a super ladder. An... Yeah, because like no, even if it was an on, average guys. skill rating, like we're if it was speculating like five again. Players of like diamond and plat that still would not be balanced. Let's let's GM, see so it. Sure. You know, let's see it first. I just need to understand. I'm a little confused. I'll say. I think it's interesting. Zero public communication on the page. I just want to point that out. There's yeah. like climbing. I mean, this is one paragraph. Is, is this, this is, is live yet or is this not live yet? No, it's not live. Not live yet. No, it's a mid-season competitive it's mode. So. Mid-season. Yeah. You know the mini patch we get. Maybe yeah. it's. Well, you gotta you gotta oh, wait for our mid-season to finish so the owl teams have something to play in their. Quote, it's just because it says like in this mode, and then it, because it's saying like in this mode, I'm like. Yeah. And it's like to play Overwatch 2 standard rule lock rule set in this mode. So I'm like, it sounds like it would be a separate mode, but then also it says climb the rank ladder together in the competitive mode. So I'm like, I'm, I don't know. It's confusing. It's a little confusing exactly where that stands, but it's an interesting concept. It's like kind of a first step towards like theoretically a, if you can do it like this, right? Where like, well, it's, that, this is really not that innovative to be fair, but like, it's kind of showing that like, maybe there's some hope that we could get an in-game tournament type of system, Yeah, you know? That's what I think. I think this is just the first step. I think this is them trying out what it looks like if they have five players queuing together and they're trying to gather data and they're trying to gather information so that they can take this and actually make it a bigger permanent system later on. Um, so that's what I think. I think this is just the first step. They're trialing something new and they just want people to play it and try it out. So it's promising, but you know, it's, it's one step in the right direction. Now we're just going to see if there's follow through. People are people gonna get reminded of what it's like to queue into what is it the the Carpe Jonak the Carpe Jonak it Fury was, was it was Fury Carpe yeah. oh, no my. Fury and also they would occasionally have alarm too back in the day oh um, boy Bryce yeah, yeah they're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna feel really some pain you go up you just queue in and it's like oh it's a full Overwatch League team okay <laughs> yeah that was so that's cool. why it's also would be weird because like there's no way they could realistically if you had like five Overwatch League players right five like top 500 like towards the top of the ladder players like they could only be placed into a game with other five stack of other also like extreme 
extremely high rated top 500 players, right? That seems like such a ridiculous, like you could be in queue for hours, you know? Like you could be in queue for literal hours, theoretically. So I'm interested to see how the logistics of that work out. But the rest of everything have else to see, is cool. We'll have to see how many people queue because it could also be the case that if there's not enough teams queuing, there could be a full five stack of GMs versus a full five stack of gold or something. Yeah, in which case that would just be like, you know, whatever. I do. I also like, oh man, dude, I, I love the new Twitter. I love how Twitter works now where you do all the blue check marks get put to the front because immediately you just have trash. <laughs> but like what i like i can totally understand certain skins not liking them. like i don't think the kiriko skin is that good honestly i don't like i'm not saying all these skins are great but like what is trash what is trash about the skins they look good to me they just don't like fantasy just fantasy haters i think like i guess if they're just like a fantasy hater like i but like you know i think the worst one of them by far is definitely the kiriko one i think or, or maybe even the i like the one. kiriko one i think it's just kind of basic but like comparatively to like the it's echo an epic skin. the ball it's supposed to be basic and like the would you wear the yeah, echo one what is the ball i, I like the echo one the ball is like a honeycomb he's b oh, yeah. yeah i like the ball Ball doesn't have any good skins. Ball has one good skin, I think. Yeah, Ball needs good skins. That's the thing. Ball legitimately needs some good skins. So like, and Ball so does has Echo, one good skin. I think Echo needs some better skins too. So. Uh, there's a, there's needs, a few good Echo skins. Well, there's not like two. Skins, there's the Flatter one, and there's like the... Zen gets another fucking lit, amazing skin. Zen continues to have some of the best skins in the game alongside Genji yep. and Ryan. Like White just actually so. some of the best skins in the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Maybe we'll do a tier list of these skins at some point. Um, oh, but we don't shit. have time for it this week. Uh. Quickly, let's jump into the patch notes real quick. Uh, there's a few uh, important tidbits here in the patch notes for season five. Um, they buffed Leifer. Uh, Leifer? What? I, I'm Leaf. just off the goop. Leifer. <laughs> they, they, they buffed uh, Lifeweaver a little bit. Um, they changed the way the weekly challenges worked. I believe we touched on this uh, last episode. On Fire is back, and now they have Blazing as well, so you can progress through the On Fire system. You start yeah, out on Fire, and then you're right. Blazing, and it's in the kill feed, it's on the scoreboard. They make a whole thing about it so on fire is back improved that, matchmaking it's, it's, great. it's great i'm pretty sure it's in the spectator as well because like again in it the is. contenders australia match the on fire was displayed in the kill feed and everything so yeah it should, it it should probably make its cool. way into al um it will it'll be in the patch yeah. so yeah i, I think this i think the on fire system is like now that we have a scoreboard it's like especially if you can have more cool visual indicators as well of like if it's, someone does something fucking yeah. ridiculous and it's like like ridiculous like holy fuck like they're on fire like it's a blazing star of light or something or some other cool animations that's something that really hasn't been explored as much in like i think a lot of like these current esport title shooters of like these like a lot of times it's the broadcast that makes their stingers and like animations of like okay like we do like the amazon the prime gaming flawless right or something like that but like uh, we don't really see as much, like, in-game indicators as much of, like, oh, crazy fucking skill, you know? Like, like I remember back in the ATF2, you'd have, like, you'd have the voice announcer be, like, they're dominating, or, like, the same thing with Quake, you know? Of, like, yeah. you'd have, like, even announcers saying stuff like that. Like, I think it would be fun to, like, bring some of those type of things back in some ways, is if it's not, like, it's too oh, dude. of a thing. Playing on Counter-Strike community servers with the, the, the Quake yes. the Quake sound packages. Yes, so good. It's fun. It's fun. It makes it, it, makes it feel fun, you know? Do you remember the uh, Kuma version of the Quake sound announcer? I do not, pack? Joss. No, dude, I do not. Dude, come on. There's no shot. They had on the TFT Oh, my God. Well. Yes, I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, oh yes, my yes. God. You know exactly oh what I mean. Yes, bro. Oh, I, it was the, I can't was believe the, you unlocked this memory in yeah, my vault. Yeah, dude. It, it was the woman with the very, like, sultry, soft voice. And it was, like, it was the most Kuma thing in the fucking world. Because originally, it's just, like, the guy going, dominating. But then uh. it's, like... 
the, the, the woman version is like, or the female version, <laughs> it's it. like really sultry. It's like, bro. It's... I can't believe you brought this back. <laughs> it's probably I on YouTube somewhere. It. If people are not familiar uh, with it, you'll be able to I don't go know on what YouTube. That is. Yeah, don't, don't even think about it, Solomon. That is so it. funny, dude. Uh, that I'm is, thinking that about... is... Unreal. That's very like early PC gaming right there. And early Dude, I was like 11 and I was like, what is this? Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> it unlocked something hidden within you, Johnny. No, is what no. it is. What it did. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it TFU community servers used to have the most out-of-pocket shit like on the, yeah, like, yeah. the comms I would play. The horniest like, shit they would have like time. They would have like that or like some ridiculous like voice lines and stuff like that. Like, yeah. They used to, community servers used to go extremely hard with like the audio things. You'd hear like random like you, I remember one server, like, someone would get, like, a 5k or something, they'd get, like, a 5 kill streak, and then, like, Death Grips would just, like, play for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> like, it would just be, like, a ridiculous song. Plays for, like, and now minutes. we have it, Torbs it does and remind Mercies. Me of the, uh, it does, yeah, it's in the watch servers. It does remind me of, you know, when you joined a server back in the night, the community servers, and it would have the splash screen, and then it would have, like, some crazy blaring music until you clicked, like, OK in the bottom left. And you were like, fuck, you just like, your ears were just getting assaulted with fucking sound effects and noises. All right. Dude, bring back those, that, bring back that kind of shit. Yeah. So uh, going, going back to the patch notes, the on fire system is actually quite cool because you can actually get on fire by killing other people that are on fire. So it becomes a thing. If you're 0 and 5 on Widowmaker and you kill the other Widowmaker, you get on fire and you're like, oh, I'm on fire. Don't I'm worry. On fire. Widowmakers can't uh, kill anybody anymore. So there's no need to worry about that. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. Yeah. Widowmaker's that's not, not true. Uh, anyway. That's not true. Not true. That's, that's uh, true. Misinformation. About Queen. Misinformation. Misinformation. Uh, they like the way I think we talked about this, didn't we? Talk about this at some point. The, uh, they like the, they like the way Jungle Queen works, and so they reduced uh, the health you get from commanding shout, but they keep the bleed healing, the passive that Jungle Queen has. By the way, uh, the fifteen percent ultimate cost increase. I personally, I don't think has changed too much. Alt still comes pretty quickly. Oh yeah. To be fair, on the previous patch, at least from the pro side and contenders, they weren't spamming Jungle Queen that much, so she was pretty healthy in terms of pick rate. I think her pick rate's gone slightly down, but uh, she seems fine to me. Yeah, she's yeah, we'll a see. very like solo queue hero. Like solo queue, you can just take over the game with JQ. You're gonna have a lot of damage, and um, the ultimate charge rate I think is good because it actually brings it more in line with like how fast she gained ult before. Because you gain ult from like the bleeds and the healing and shit like that, so it kind of brings it more in line with like how she used to be in terms of ult charge rate. That's the way I thought about it. I, I do like the commanding shout nerf. Um, it makes everybody else less squishy when she just, uh, you know, hits the shout. But I still think the healing's overtuned, personally. I still think Kiriko and JQ, especially in a solo queue environment, um, ignoring like contenders and shit, uh, and Overwatch League, I, I still think it's a little too much. Uh, yeah. So is this the patch? So making clarifying too, this is since this is the, the Junker Queen that's been buffed with all the healing buffs that we got before, yes. and then they're bringing down the shout and bringing down the and bringing up the ult cost. So like. With that in mind, like, because before when that patch went through, everyone's like, okay, it's a Junker Queen meta in Overwatch League. Everyone's yep. going to play Junker Queen, is what we said. Does, this is going to be the patch that's going to, we're probably going to on, play on post midseason madness. More than yeah, like, probably. Oh, God. And, and so, and just, by, just by the way, the patch that people said it was going to be permanent Junker Queen meta in contenders was not permanent Junker Queen meta. Just saying. Yeah. So maybe I... people overreacted. <laughs> maybe we'll but there we'll are some see. other changes down the page that actually might put jq in the meta because yep. other heroes are very good go down all right 
Yep, that's good. Cool. We got uh, Roadhog. Now amplifies healing. They take a breather. Now amplifies healing. Received by 50% for 2.5 seconds. I don't care about Roadhog. Sorry. We got a tight show. I don't give a fuck. About this. Well, I'm no, sorry. but, but the thing is, it's more so this is just like, it's just kind of annoying. He's like, so annoying. It just makes, it just makes Any Roadhog buff like, is like, huh? Well, because also this essentially means that like, if they play Hog, like once again, you're like, holy shit, I have to play Ana again. To like, yep. make sure that I can anti the fucking Hog. But then, because people can play like on a Kiriko, you can just Suzu the hog. <laughs> so, like, theoretically, hog could be like very fucking annoying with how healthy he is now. If he gets extra 50% healing received upon finishing, like, because that's after finishing, right? Yes. So, he's he's getting the burst heals while doing the, that. And then, after the animation is done, he gets 50% increase in heals. Like, hog could be really fucking annoying theoretically, especially when you have like a Suzu on the field. Like, Hog could be really potentially kind of good. Oh, God. He gets, uh, if you Suzu him <laughs> after the breather comes through, like, you get an extra 75 HP. It's pretty crazy, because normally when he's using the breather, he's trying to get away from things, right? And then as soon as that breather finishes, people, like, fucking kill that guy, like, now. But now he gets extra healing, so there's no chance to really, like, super burst him down unless you anti-after breather, but then you have to worry about Suzu. I don't think it... I don't think it affects him that much, and I could be super wrong. I've played with a couple of hogs already in ranked, and it didn't feel that bad, but then everybody is just picking whatever the fuck they want at the moment. Because That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to have to see it at the competitive level, because I could theoretically yeah. see hog maybe being forced on, like, certain things more, but I still think, like, he's he just doesn't have... He still lacks a lot of utility that you'd expect from, like, someone like a Winston or something like that, but, like, he yeah. could find his place potentially... Be, like especially if like may's been buffed and something like that. here let's keep going let's keep going yeah moving on Cass we got cassidy magnetic grenade this is arguably the biggest change in the patch notes magnetic grenade no longer has a maximum projectile travel range of 10 meters the projectile now magnetizes towards an enemy target from 1.5 meters away and chases them for up to one second impact damage increased from 0 to 10 explosion damage reduced from 120 to 70 stock targets now have their movement slowed uh by 30% and stock targets are now affected by a hindered status effect interrupting and preventing movement abilities from being bring activated. Bring up the Junker so, Queen ult, Solomon. Bring up the Junker yes. Queen ult. Oh bring, it up. bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring so up the Junker Queen ult. So magnetic grenade moves away from this is a short range damage ability to prevent people from getting in your face to Soft a cross CC. map slow ability. Well, Holy okay. shit. You say cross map but the okay, I'm meaning. Come on now. Bro, you're not memeing, bro. I know I know your memeing face. That ain't a memeing face. The arc on the nade is very severe. So, like, to hit a cross-map nade, sure, you hit it, but, like, you ain't going to want to waste that shit because you can't kill people with it. Like, what's the point? There is no point in throwing it a, a fucking mile away from spawn. You know what I mean? Like, maybe to get, like, a little bit of damage and ult charge at the start of the round, sure, but it's not going to be used at long range. And, like I said, the arc is very, very heavy. Um, but this is a bit of a meme, and I'm 90% sure this is a bug. But you can cancel her ult because it's a movement ability. You can cancel the Junker Queen ult with it. <laughs> yes. Surely it's a Which, bug. Surely that's a bug. It's been reported to uh, Blizzard. But um, that makes zero sense, and it's bullshit. <laughs> but, dude, finally Junker Queen gets a nerf. There you go. It's also, uh, this this ability is really, really, really strong versus, like, versus like guy, Tracers Tracer, and stuff. Like, in particular, tra like, like because also it counts, doesn't it work towards the Sombra too, right? So, like, theoretically, if you stuck yeah. a Sombra, you would be able, it's actually, Cassidy goes back to being a pretty good Sombra counter. How long is it? How long is the effect? It's like three seconds, I believe. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah, Trace Traces is dead. get That's crazy. rolled, bro. Like, 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 also, like, Sombra. If imagine even right. Sombra, like you translocate to like you you decloak to shoot, like when you're taking a fight, and then you're or you're going for a hack and you're decloaked or something. Like if you get stuck with a nade, you can get burst down really quick. This is like a oh, demonstration of how far you could throw it if you hit the nade, the arc properly, which is pretty crazy to be fair. But like also, I think this is like a ridiculous like example because like no one, if someone is throwing a nade. Across, like let's say you're taking a fight and someone throws an aid across a fucking point and you hit the yeah. backline and you dive and kill the backline that's just an insane play that's just a crazy you, you yeah. deserve that one if you tim tebowed that shit and like you just hit like a crazy play like that's crazy like but if i think the real danger of this is gonna be for sombra and tracer and like maybe even like like maybe even characters like reaper genji and stuff like that like that nade is gonna be so strong versus dive, like you, yeah, you, really, it's really a strong. True, like counter flanker ability now, like kind of like it used to be with flashbang in uh, Overwatch One, where you just flash and headshot the tracer or like flash fan. Yep. Um, but Except you could miss uh, with that. Technically, the, it's not. It wasn't home. Yeah, you can miss with yeah. that, and now it fucking homes. It homes for one second. So if you see that magnate come out as tracer, you have to hit recall like instantly, because otherwise you will die. Like also it, hard to miss because it's the AOE flashback. It's on very hard to miss too. Tracer kind of gets rolled this patch. Um, I've had people in my games already complain about the tracer thing, but which which is a giant meme. We'll get to it in a second. But that was a bug that her spread was uh 15 better now they've just reverted or like fixed the bug and now it's 15 uh worse. also what what's all before. counted so just to make sure by like by movement ability so i'm assuming like blinks obviously but does that that blinks, also includes dash. recalls and translocate does that include translocate uh, for recall you can't do that translocate okay, okay. i'm not a thousand percent sure TP? but technically TP, that yeah. is because Kiriko if it doesn't TP, yes I would assume it has translocate has to be a movement ability. because if it's not then that's kind of then like literally we're stuck in sombra hell forever but literally, we're stuck in Sombra Hell forever. I would assume it, it is. Um, yeah. So. It's a hindered prevention. Look, I think, I think things that can punish Sombra is healthy for the game, so I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, a video? Oh, oh yeah, it stops, stops the, the Ryan Finn. Yeah, it stops, stops the Ryan Finn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll Loose. stop the wall riding, too. <laughs> Dude, it looks like it's like an anti-air missile. <laughs> like, imagine a Lucio. It's like, wait, do we see a Sombra about, here? Okay, about, so Mora, okay, Mora, sure, that's fine. Can I see a? Oh, it's off the jump for monkey too. Farah? No, no Sombra. Where's the Sombra? As far as Farah will drop like a rock. Yes. Oh it, my god. A movement ability, like her thrusters, right? Oh my, that is that is something. I just yeah, want to see Sombra, of... man wicked um it's very strong i, I would assume if it counts everything though that like somber would count you know i would assume it would all count if if all those count like if lucio wall ride and like the pharah counts and everything like I, somber has to yeah count. it's gotta count there's no way it doesn't. Yeah. so yeah pretty strong i mean that's really really i mean Mercy we could, we could return to the hard hit scan meta potentially is this it are we are they so back i i don't mind cast metas i'm okay with them personally yeah Cassidy meta could be fun. It could be. I just really just want to see, like, like you said, like more cast, options against Sombra. Cast meta is usually uh, paired with May with in, in like a brawl, and I think if it's just that in a mirror every time, yeah, it's a good yeah, mm, that's yeah. crazy. She got buffed. That's crazy, actually. That's crazy. Actually. Well, let's yeah, take so, a look. Yeah, well, I mean, also they nerfed Hanzo, and I don't think there's really that much of a nerf. Can't to one be fair, May. Sure. He can't one shot May, which is might be kind of crazy. Um, we'll see. Very crazy tank. The, the I just don't think one... this is like a very big. I don't think this is that big of a nerf, realistically. Sure. I mean, yeah, you pretty, pretty, and Hanzo is really strong right now, and like, I don't think he really got touched at all. I don't think necessarily has to be touched. Like personally, I don't think his kit, other than maybe the one shot potential, was like was that problematic. And I think they sort of tried to address that a bit, you know. But 
I think he's still really, really strong. Also, they did at least try to touch the Sonic Arrow, so you know they've been revealed. That, I will say, though, that revealing Sonic Arrow, or, like, you can see the little blink now, you can barely see it. And and that's a big problem with that. You can barely see it, because it's in enemy colors, right? So it's in red, but it's, like, a dark red. So it's not, like, a bright red or anything. It's not like, oh, they've just changed the little, you know, bluey-white effect to, like, a bright red, like the enemy team color. No, it's a dark-ass red. Um, you will be able to see it briefly, but it is very easy to miss. With the Why doesn't it just tell you you're revealed? Like, as if you were a Sombra, it just says revealed. Wouldn't that be the most obvious? Just don't do that, though. I don't know. Oh, crazy. I don't know. May? Yeah. May. May. I guess some, I know I guess some pro has feedback. Fucked with this or we, uh, played around with this at well, all? Well, I we interviewed Color Hex after he won, and he said May is fucking crazy. I don't know if you trust him, but Color Ooh. Hex says May is crazy. I think May is ridiculous, honestly. Uh, the slow effect is insane. You build up to a seventy-five percent slow, so you build from thirty to fifty, and then into seventy-five after one point five seconds of being tracked on them, and the tracking is not hard because you are slowing them. So that's, you are almost guaranteed to get the 75% slow. And as soon as that animation goes off, you hit right-click, you one-shot a 200 HP target, which mm. is obviously the majority of characters. In the, in the body. Game. In the body. In in the body as well. Yeah, not a headshot. You, as soon as you hit the 75%, boom, you just hit a right-click and they're dead. And, that, and you're slowed, by the way. So, like, good fucking luck avoiding the left-click. Or the right-click, sorry. It's... I think May is a little bit psychopathic. Like, that shit is crazy. And I genuinely think we could be heading into a J... Uh, that's a Reaper, so... Uh, yeah, but it's showing but that how much It's a lot does. of fucking damage. I, I genuinely think a JQ may... Maybe even with a Cass, honestly. If Cass can still cancel JQ ult, like, or, or, or a May Ryan kind of thing, like, there is a big potential that this uh, turns into the meta. Her left click doesn't do nearly as, not, uh, as much damage, but honestly, doesn't fucking need to because you just lock onto somebody with a slow and then you just smack him in the body with a right click and it's a, it's a one shot. So when I've played against May as a support, it's like as soon as someone that's a low HP pool target, like a Cass, like a, a Hanzo, as soon as they start getting damage, a left click, left click, heal, 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 just to make sure they don't get one shot. Uh, that's how I've been trying to play around that shit. But obviously, Mace hard to play around anyway because the wall. But yeah, it's. Did we did it, we find the weird. did we see the flowchart Overwatch that someone posted where it's like Overwatch League fans love like these metas, but it's always like May meta or whatever. Like, where did anyone see that flowchart Overwatch comment that was actually so it was so good? I wish I could find it. I think BP replied to it. Let me see. I thought it was like when I saw the May buffs, I was like, wait a minute, we're so we're so back here again. Where is it? Finding. I'm finding. Gotta be around here somewhere. Why? Well, oh, here it is. I found it. Send it to, to Mr. Solomon right now in the chat. I think this one is a very funny comment in retrospect of like this May buff about to have because it's like, it, depending, we'll see how it works out like in the Overwatch League such, but it's like, the average Overwatch League viewer loves Ryan meta, hates May meta. They are the same meta. <laughs> Cries when our hit scan isn't played. Hates Resident Sleeper Sniper meta. <laughs> hates grueling Lucio Brawl meta. Hates slow Mercier Brig meta. Loves dive meta. Hates Sombra meta. She will always be in dive. <laughs> it's just like yeah, the most good. flow chart, like actually flow chart Overwatch that is being witnessed like right now. Because like realistically... Comment. But if this may if this may buff is that strong, 
you know who's about you know who's actually like they were in the depths of their worst it's so jover but they're about to be worse so barack london spitfire london spitfire they're about to be they're about to be jumping for fucking joy with this one they're actually getting ready to load up it's like okay boys well, we did not beat is. the one trick allegations back it's time to back, back into the one tricking here we go I, I don't think ryan's good though i think it'll be ram i'm pretty sure every team will still just play no ram. it probably will be it probably will be ram probably Sorry, will be ram, ram. But the May is a bit lot. A bit lot. Where are we at? We're talking about Tracer Reaper. now? Reaper? Okay, Wraith form. Can no longer be activated while affected by mobility locking effects. So we're going to grenade steel trap guard with a surge. So that's nice. You can't escape all these traps and stuff that are supposed to lock you down anymore with, if you're Reaper. Um, Tracer, pulse pistols. Spread increased by 15%. There was a bug here uh, that was setting Tracer's maximum weapon spread smaller than intended. So. Uh, a bug that supposedly made Tracer stronger by having less spread. We'll see um, what the spread looks like with Pulse Pistols moving forward, if this is a big Tracer nerf, uh, or what will go on. We don't really know yet. And then we get to the Widowmaker nerfs. Scope shot damage falloff, min max range reduced from 70 to 100 to 40 to 60, and scope shot maximum damage falloff uh, increased from 30 to 50%. So we've seen a bunch of video footage, and I guess we'll pull it up as well. And uh, you guys may make the case, Widowmaker, uh, tragic now or I think still this pretty is all right? Literally people? perfect for the game. I don't. I'm Thanks. tired of hearing DPS brains. I don't want to hear from DPS brains. Uh, you know, I'm. This is perfectly fine. We've seen the demonstration. All it does is so you can't die across the fucking spawn doors from Junker Town first anymore. You literally can still just take off angles and get picks. You just won't insta die on crazy long angles anymore. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's too harsh. Personally. Well, DPS brain. I think DPS brain. What, yeah. what would you actually, I guess I guess really support brain, but Widow you know. brain. But no brain. I think it's too <laughs> I think it's too harsh on the character. And yes, I do two trick Torben Widow, but the issue is that now you're almost forcing like don't worry, E Daters. E Daters rejoice. You can now pocket your Widowmaker and it'll make her actually good at long range. Like the Junkertown, Havana, and Circuit, like that is those are the three maps where like Widow is mainly played, especially on OR oh, well, first for Junkertown, not so much the other points, maybe maybe third. But that is where it like most impacts Widow. But I don't know. It feels kind of shitty, especially when you go to things like Ruins. Again, another Widow populated map. Yeah, sure. But like, you might as well play Ash at this point. Like, Ash with a Mercy Pocket is just infinitely better than Widowmaker uh, a lot of the time now, I think. I think, sure, nerf it a little bit to reduce the frustration of just dying cross map when you get grapple shotted. But again, like, you hitting those grapple shots and you hitting those long range shots, yeah, DPS brain in me, it's like, okay, that's a pretty decent amount of skill that's required to hit those shots. But at the higher end, yeah, it's fucking annoying when you're going against like Arns or like some fucking cracked ranked warlord that's like super sick on sniper and they just hold the lobby hostage, which is also a bit of a problem. But I think this is a little bit too heavy handed, maybe reducing this nerf a tad so you can still hit some of those nice shots on other maps that aren't Junkertown, fucking Havana and um circuit like i think it's a little too harsh personally just after playing with it a little bit uh, i'm not the biggest fan but so as a resident anti one-shot andy in this uh podcast um i mentioned this on the group up podcast with sbv ages ago but part of the, the, the my commentary on Widowmaker is first of all i think a lot of players especially on the casual side do not like Widowmaker, and, and fair enough she you know she feels weird in the game i think having a sniper character is like good to fulfill a player fantasy but at the same time 
she just feels out of place compared to every other character. Not only that, but her range is so insane in terms of the damage output as well. And the real position for me is I don't think you can realistically touch the damage because if you remove the one shot, the entire fantasy of the hero is gone. And also, at that point, she's just the worst Ash. And you have a problem there as well. You just you don't want just a copy of Ash as well. So the only other place I think you can realistically nerf her to nerf the impact without ruining the character too much is to affect the range. And that's what I said in the, S the SVB's group up podcast. And I, I think targeting the range is correct because she's the only character that engages and interacts at that range. The only thing that plays against Watermaker at that range is another Watermaker. And that's not particularly healthy for the game because I personally believe Overwatch as a game is played best at a medium range. Like the range that Sojin feels good to play at in terms of consistently hitting rails and all that kind of stuff and sort of sliding in that sort of medium range. Cassie plays at the same range. That is a really healthy range for the game to operate at. Much longer than that. And it's crazy. And maps like Circuit is prime, you know, example of Watermaker's you can't really do anything about it. There's not enough flanking angles. You could argue it's bad map design, but it's not just Circuit as well. We talked about Junker, Junker Town, a bunch of other maps. Vana, Rialto, all good Wado maps. I mean, and on those situations, no one else interacts with Wado except Wado, and that's not good for the game. Yeah. I mean, also, I don't think... The bigger problem, too, is, that, first of all, the sniper issue on, like, a hero shooter, like, arena shooter, has been a problem for ages. TF2 had an issue with snipers because how the the maps in Zadzina were like in the 6v6 competitive mode they restricted the number of snipers you were even allowed to play theoretically you could have had like infinite snipers like you could play with multiple but we even restricted and the rule sets back in the day that you were only allowed to play with that one was like body so... shot though because if two snipers yeah, body I... shot together it's a kill but also on top of that it was still just like, obnoxious to play against like it was just it was unfun snipers are unfun to play with in a fast-paced shooter typically for for everyone that's not the sniper it's the it is literally the like you said the player fantasy right and like widow is even worse in many capacities because widow has far more movement than any other sniper character in any other game analog is comparable to right widow is far more mobile she has wall hacks as an ult so every once in a while she'll literally just know everyone's position like and can just pre-aim right and she has anti-flanker technology developed by the Department of Justice, or not the Department of Justice, but rather the Department of Defense to be like, okay, I'm never getting flanked, right? Fucking Venom Mine, too. Like, which can't be broken, right? But it still gives you info. Um, so, like, I still think this is, like, it's tough to it's tough to correlate because all the other games where one-shot mechanics are really powerful, there's a lot more mitigating factors. Like, TF2, you have higher, really high HP characters. Like, you have some, high, you have some ones that are much easily flankable. You also have, like, the ability to like go invincible and like you can only have one of them and a dual set and like valorant like an ops and stuff like that with attack shooters you have way more punishing effects right you have like smokes you have abilities to pop them, and if they peak aggressively for a kill they have to you can just like one shot them back in return often also like the economy the, the economy yeah exactly like you have you have you have a lot of options right to like the the in like attack shooter environment or like a non-overwatch environment overwatch widowmaker is the only one that's really in that niche of like she can be really far away and kill you I don't think her one-shot potential will be removed for low H for like low HP heroes, like like 200 HP heroes type of stuff. I think she should be allowed to do it. I just don't think you should be able to do it from so far away where you can't realistically like you don't shouldn't have to reduce use a bunch of cooldowns and like drop bubbles and like be really like on top of like okay yeah and you should be able to take damage. You just shouldn't instantly die on a peak from really really far away when there's no real way to mitigate that because also there's only one current role that can mitigate widow's damage effectively like consistently and it's the tank right no one else can do it other than a tank player right and you only have one of those roles on the team so i feel like it also puts a disproportionate amount of like 
pressure on a tank player to have to like utilize their really important cooldowns like bubbles like you know give up shield health like and realistically also because of the meta like unless you're playing ryan like you're or if you're playing any other characters not ryan or diva you're having to drop like like arisa will have to do like have to fucking eat sigma will have to eat like you know you'll have to bubble like it's like it's too scary of a threat with too limited opportunities to deal with but i do think widow should still be allowed to one shot lower hp targets it just shouldn't be from across the map no, also like sniper in tf2 was like the slowest character and no no, mo no mobility at all barely yeah. able to defend himself you jump a sniper he's dead um cod there's glint and also games like cod and valorant and cs a rifle can challenge a sniper even at range like you can still one tap a sniper um so there's multiple ways to mitigate snipers and that just doesn't exist the same way in overwatch i, I am curious about the hp though i think if you're going to force watermaker to play close range then maybe she, she should have the 200 HP back. That's my opinion. I'm just laughing that Solomon posted fucking Widowmaker into Twitter, searching for that that thing, and then he's like, God, I shouldn't have posted Widowmaker search <laughs> into Twitter. <laughs> he just saw an unbelievable amount of pornography. An incredible amount. I, I, I think it's too harsh, personally. Like I said, I, just the ranges that she plays, I think there's a lot of break points that it just doesn't make sense um, at all. Like Gibraltar's a good example. There's so many like weird breakpoints there that you just can't one shot somebody. And like I said, you might as well just play Ash at that point. I don't know. We'll see how it plays. Range DPS what range. range would you anyway, uh, just like a little, a little fucking more than what we have right now. But yeah, I would be willing to give more. Widow a slight increase still, just to different because that is a fair point. Is that that is the biggest differentiating factor between Ash and Widow, right? Is the range. Like otherwise, you would just play Ash most of the time. Yeah. Like you would well, just play Ash. Widow, Widow has actual so. one shot. Ash does not. Yeah, but also, Ash, you have far more consistent team damage and utility with your Dynamite, and, like, your ult is typically better for a lot of fights, and, like, you have, like, a Let's, coach gun Yeah, and but stuff, then, so. then we agree that they are very different, then. We agree. Well, I, I would say, but I yeah, they are different, but also, I'm more so, they're still occupying a very similar, they're still occupying similar niches in terms of, like, they are long-range heroes that aren't really typically, like, super aggressive into the fights as much, unless you're looking for a Dynamite, you know? you're typically playing split and like fulfilling a similar role it's just widow you can play it from much further range typically so finally life weaver got a big buff when it comes to the damage and the healing uh particularly you can't really change the utility that much uh the pedal platform was also increased a little bit uh, the walkable area so change. there's some small utility adjustments here to the abilities but overall mostly just like damage and healing uh increases for life weaver so uh Still not a great hero, so I don't want to spend too much time on Life Weaver or Moira, to be honest with you. Uh, Fade can no longer be activated when you're in traps and stuff like that. Similar to Reaper, so that's about fine. And then there's some small stuff. Uh, but yeah, can we all agree? Should Life I, Weaver, I mean, bad hero? Yeah, but also, are we, should we talk about the Gibraltar redesign? The Gibraltar redesign is kind of We don't have time for this shit, man. Well, they're just saying it's really good, and also really they good. said that they're they're open to doing it on other maps. So like they could, re they could potentially go back and look at Circle Royale, which is another map. Havana, and like Havana, like if they're going back and saying we're fixing pain point on maps like on tradition on areas that players have historically like been like this sucks that's really big that's like right, a really big go. thing there we go. like look like, that's not even like that's not even the best one that's just one part of it you know like yeah. that's like there's you so spawn much in of the this. back now at the back where it changes the back you spawn in that there's a back room over yeah there you spawn i there. i will like it makes it a little bit i think it's a little bit uh better in certain aspects for like the both for the offense there because it gives you like they're they're farther away from the contest so you have like more room to like and it still gives the defender some options to like come out so i do think that like i don't think it's terrible i also think that 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 area 
fucking being changed to the mini pack is just a mini pack is so much better because also you have like more room to fight on the on the point now. Oh, yeah. I love it. They changed like they changed like pretty much all the spawns in Gibraltar. Like all the spawns got changed, which were some of the worst parts of the map and what made it like really oppressive. So also another area exit because this way if you get the if you get the forward spawn on second when you're defending second, you won't just get insta die. You won't just insta die. Well, you actually you be able to rotate now. out. Yeah, so I know you can teleport you can too. You could teleport yeah. as well. But like it's, this, I, this you know, change is the biggest out. change. Healers don't have to no big longer go doors. through the small doorway. Yeah. Oh, the big, and they're also angled like this, so you yes. don't have to walk into their sight exactly. lines. Oh my god, it's so and much better. And there's a better. box. There's a box on that high ground too, so, so it how... stops you from getting rolled when you walk Question, through Question, how does this affect our map tier list now? I think this affects it heavily, depending on how this... We haven't seen it get played significantly, but this could affect it heavily. If Gibraltar second is this vastly improved, Gibraltar <sighs> shoots up, like, massively on the tier list. I've played it. I think it's quite good. T uh, point two did not feel as bad. Not feel nearly as bad as it did. I think if they fix point, because point two to me is is just the worst part of the map by far. Like if yes, point two is fixed, is. and like it shoots up drastically, so drastically. New weather kind of wicked too. It feels cool. Yeah, weather's nice. Like weather. Yeah. Oh, oh, weather too. Sorry, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer there. I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer and just like we can't talk about the map changes, but there for the people who are listening and are unaware. There have been intense talks for like half a year in our Discord that we need to keep episodes at two hours and we're about at one hour, 45 minutes and we haven't touched now. So uh, there's a time issue. We'll, <laughs> we'll zoom in. We'll zoom in. We'll zoom. Just but, a lot uh, of news this week. So. There's a lot of news this week, but I get the fun job of just like, nope, moving on. Sorry. Nope. Can't talk about that. Nope. We're moving on. So I get the very fun job of doing that as the host. Uh, but yes, let's uh, let's actually get to the Overwatch League because we've got the mid-season madness uh, coming up. I'm actually going to rehearsal in a few hours. Um, so I think we're just going to predict the bracket. I think we're just going to predict the bracket. There's no, there's no great way of doing this, uh, honestly. But uh, I believe, the, is, is there pickems? If not, someone has surely uh, set up an amazing... Yeah, there's pickems, actually. Yeah, let's just use the Solomon pickems. There we go. Um, pickems for all the six teams competing. Uh, of course, you got Florida Mayhem taking on the Hangzhou Spark and Boston Uprising taking on the Houston Outlaws. By the way, Hangzhou Spark playing remotely. I forgot to add that in the rundown. Uh, yes, Hangzhou Spark playing Spark remotely because their visas remotely. couldn't uh, work out. Yeah. yeah I, they must have, uh, I mean, they got the wrong lawyer, the wrong visa lawyer on that one, I have to say. Uh, I mean, this is the compromise, should... you know? They, they, from... they had the seating messed up and the compromise was, oh, well, you can just play at home then. You, you can know? play from home. <laughs> the compromise <laughs> that we get to play, we you get to get extra prize pool and get to play from home. So there you go. There you go. There's your compromise, Spark. What's really fucked about the situation, I don't know if you looked into it, it's someone that posted in my Discord, actually, that the the laws between in the short-term visas from uh, the Korean government given to Chinese citizens have been changed over the last, like, couple of weeks. So it's, like, oh, man. the most unopportune timing possible, where, like, they were probably filing visas, and then the Korean government or the Chinese government were like, oh, we're changing how these policies work, by the way. And uh, yeah, so resubmit probably and like do all this other shit. So it's just like the most unbelievable opportune time. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. This it fucking sucks too. Because goddamn, it would have been so That's sick to there. The suck. The stadium too. Fuck. Especially because we only have uh, six teams at one of our two events for the whole year, and we're now missing one of the teams at the LAN event. Yeah. <laughs> but the, oh, uh, you, man. I, I will say this before we just quickly move on: it's it's so fucking frustrating seeing like the league get blamed for this shit when it's literally international law that forbids this from shit from happening. It's like <sighs> another day on Twitter. <laughs> why, why, why doesn't the Overwatch League contact the Korean government and they, uh, and the they conspire together to bring in the hands. Chinese players? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Uh, what about? 
yeah let's uh let's predict some matches here we got the floor man taking on the hangzhou spark going to be interesting to see these first matches this season uh with cross-region play so Hangzhou Spark, they're gonna, probably going to come out guns blazing with their Samba Tracer. Taking on the Florida Mayhem, who can play a lot of brawl compositions. What do we think, lads? What do we think? Uh, play at home advantage, 3-2 Spark. Let's go, baby. <laughs> nah, Mayhem, Mayhem's taking this. this in, the, in the two in the pink, one in the stink bowl, Mayhem's taking this. 3-2. Mayhem gets three two too nervous Mayhem. at land, while Spark gets to play in their homes. No, because I think because also let's let's also consider how, how Mayhem actually has a reasonable amount of land experience. How much land experience does Spark have? I am memeing. I'm memeing a little right? bit. Right, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They're not playing on land, so it actually doesn't even fucking matter to be fair. But and like, the ping's not going to be a huge difference because they're playing from Korea to China, so the ping won't mm. be a big difference. Because like, some people brought up analogs like MSI and League of Legends when this happened for a Chinese team, but um, the thing is that like this is not same thing playing from korea to china which is much more similar ping environment and i do think it's MSI interesting also korea to china sorry just just saying um anyway i i i do think it's interesting because i think a lot of these teams that play brawl really effectively are going to be, have like a leg up when it comes to uh it just comes to these series like going to certain maps that they'll just have an obvious advantage in i am really scared of hangzhou spark playing at their best on their favorite composition but over the course of a series, like I think Florida Mayhem will have an advantage when it comes to certain compositions and certain maps. And so I feel just feel more comfortable in Florida Mayhem's overall game. You know, if we go to like Shambhali or stuff like that, you know? Um, I think Spark still hasn't proven to me that I can pred for them in a team where there's only six teams here. So these are all like the best teams from their region, like heavily filtered. Spark has not proven to me yet that they can, that I feel confident that they're going to for sure win this match. Like, I think they can definitely do damage here and win matches. Like, I'm not counting them out by any means. They just haven't proven to me yet. Comparatively to Infernal, where I feel really confident that their game plan is going to be consistent and their their ability to play is going to be consistent across the whole tournament. So. I, I, I got to side with the Florida Mayhem here. Sorry, Avril. It's going to be a tough podcast for you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I got Florida Mayhem. Uh, Joss, what do you got? Expect, I expect Florida to win. But I'm, I'm right. hoping for the spark. I just think Florida are too good. What they showed us over the last couple of weeks of uh, the qualifiers, I just think they're so fucking clean. So, so sick. I think Spark have a good chance here. You know, play from home buff, hog. But nah, there's no shot. There's no shot. I'd All probably right. give it a 3 2 as well. Okay. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Respect for Uncle Spark. Next up, Boston Uprising looking really good. 3 0 the Gladiators to secure the ticket to Korea, playing the Houston Outlaws. This is going to be a banger. I can just feel it. Oh, such a good match. Before this, I would I mean, have had Houston pretty like pretty considerably like favored. But now I'm like, bro, if they're if the part of me wants to go Boston, man. Up, I I know. I kind of like decay. Decay. If they're putting decay with this level performance and Twilight putting up like literally MVP level on up performances, yeah, like. That is like oh. they repeat that shit. I think they take over battles. It's sure. so hard. Smurf's looking really, really good too. Like the coordination between him and Decay, like he saw it. Like he's, he's like, ah, it's so, it's really, really hard to like. But I think, I think overall, I'm still gonna give it to Houston. Boston. I think that I'm is still the safe gonna take. give it to Houston. So true, Boston. That is the safe take. Yeah. That's crazy. Boston, I think Boston win that personally. Oh, yeah, yeah how, you are a Boston fan. They, 
are too good if decay is like playoff decay i just don't think i just don't think the houston outlaws can can take it down i'll have a three two sure but i have a three two boston hands down i think this Admiral, is that, i think that this that is yeah. I'm, I'm dude i'm so tempted to go boston so i just think they're on the upswing yeah I feel like they are the right they're looking they really good upswing. they are really they are looking fucking good but i've i just i can't i'm not able to doubt houston yet still when they've been so consistently amazing and all like right the meta is still really good for them so let's let's have this conversation while we still have the chance do you guys just want to take some flyers in this bracket or do you want to go super safe because i'm willing to take a flyer on boston but it's gonna mess up our bracket <laughs> it's gonna mess up our bracket because houston should is the safer mild voted I, 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 I just reasonable don't see, andy i don't because the thing about boston is that comparatively like can we look at like let me go back and remember all the all the games that they played. Like for Boston, most recently played Glads, right? And they looked really, really they good. Yeah. During it. They, they looked amazing. Super but good. like they also additionally they were playing um I'm trying to dude, I hate I, I'm gonna be honest, I I hate having to look at the new Overwatch League format for the matches. Over it off GG. I was looking Resting pepperonis. It's fucking oh yeah. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. done so, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Someone revive it. Where's my my mouse just die? Unlucky. My mouse just died. Um, if we just want to go Boston, it'd be funny. It'd Let's be do funny it. It would, be, it would be funny. I'm not agreeing I, with that take, but I'll I mean it's three to one, so you guys it's, win. I can't tell you how fucking annoying it's been this season to work next to Jake because he riles up the Houston fans so much. He just riles up the Houston Outlaws fans. And every day I just have to face the Outlaws fans in my Twitter as soon as I make something anti-Houston Outlaws-ish or just like try to bring common sense in the conversation. Like Jake, like Jake is still so passionately just like a fan of the Houston Outlaws. In the green room, behind the camera, when the camera's not on, he cheers them on. Like he literally like yelled during one of Mitch's casts uh, when they were Houston were about to win. He's just such a Houston Outlaws fanboy still. And it's just it just gets to me. It just gets to me when we work every day, like in the studio. I, I, I don't know. So it makes me not want to side with the Houston Outlaws and it just antagonize them and just I gotta break ask, against them. What what percentage of Houston Outlaws fans, do you think bought into the PVE misinformation? Oh my god! Well, how many do you like think bought into the? 80, what right? about for Boston? What about for Boston then? No, no, what no. is Boston that even? The... Fans, Boston fans think, are professionals. No. Yeah, they are. No, yeah. what? No, 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 no. Boston fans are some of the hardest coper. Well, actually, no. Let's actually be fair. Boston fans have some of the hardest cope I've ever seen. So, I don't know. Maybe Houston fans probably did buy into the misinformation more potentially. I feel like Houston Outlaws fans, they root for Overwatch though. They, like they are protective of Overwatch as a franchise. I think, I think they are a force to be reckoned with. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't dismiss the Houston Outlaws fans. I think they are a fan of the games, fan of Overwatch, and we are best to have them. Anyway, he's just trying to save He's doing it live. Moving on. Let's do the upper bracket, of course, so we can get fix the matchups. Atlanta Rain, heavily favored going into this one, I feel like, versus the Florida Mayhem. Okay, I mean, you know, the cope is over. I mean, the yeah, rain. Rain. Rain, you know. Smash him. <laughs> yeah. It's probably three not smash, smash him. It's a 3-1. It's a 3-1. Nah, I think, I, be, I, I think it'll be, yeah, I could see like a 3-1 good game. I don't know about a 3-0. So I don't. Good. They're really, this, they're so good right now. They are. They're so 3-1? 
Yeah. I'll do one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Soul Inferno versus Boston Uprising. Boston 3 0. Mm. Whoa. That's based. <laughs> 3 0. Jesus. Yep. Boston 3 0. Boston 3 0. Man, this guy doesn't. I, I don't know, actually. I kind of. I kind of. This is a tough one. This is actually a tough one. I think Infernal is like the real deal. It's not tough. It's not tough. You've been blinded by the APAC lovers that say MAG is just like a new MAG in 2023. It's MAG versus Smurf. It's MAG versus Smurf. It's MAG. MAG versus Smurf. Smurf has the advantage. Boston Uprising has this one. Easy. Come on. Please, Avast. Don't get blinded. But they're also like ignoring. They have got a good TPS line. They have one of the best performing supports. Yes. 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 Yes, M and three assessed. They're great. I know, but the K and Birdring are playing are on form. Mixa's like they're prime. I don't know. They're, I don't, they're I all actually right. Don't. They're all right. I, it's Legion I, going against Ayaki and Twilight. Come on, it's a class difference. No, 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 it's listen, just listen, a class listen. difference. It I'm really say is. It, I think I I believe I I I like Boston's roster more. I think it's a three-two, Boston. I think it's a three-two. I think this will be close. I could see Infernal potentially winning. Oh yeah, I think Infernal are real dark horse of this tournament, like for real. I think they're gonna bomb out. There you go, there you go, Avril. I think Soul Infernal gonna bomb out this tournament. That's what they'll they'll just lose to the Spark next and bomb out. Yeah, that's my take. That's my take. The Spark beats Infernal. No, Infernal will definitely beat Infernal beats Spark. A guy with Philadelphia Eagles icon in chat. Infernal being slept on. Wow, that's unpredictable. Wow, a Philadelphia fan. Wow. They have to come second to fulfill full the prophecy. They have to come second. <laughs> yeah, that is... No, they're going to bomb out. Sorry. It's, it's going to be an Infernal Atlanta out. Rain Finals. That's what I'm saying. It's not... I don't think they're going to bomb out. They I are. think... I don't think they will. Sorry. I could see Infernal making it. I Sorry. could see Infernal making it to the finals. I could. I could see it. I, I don't know if I have them as high as Boston Soul for me, but I definitely... No. Could. There's no way. Are you kidding? Also, I, also, I think if... I think I, I still, I, I'm going to put in, this is going to be my, like, my hard, there's going to be, like, a hard copium moment, but I'm, I'm going to give, I think, I think Mayhem's, they're on their, they're on their friendship buff arc right now. I could see Mayhem beating Houston in a lower bracket and a, th and a, and a, a gigabanger map five. <laughs> Holy no, you guys, what, you guys are just unbelievable. What would be, what would be the Jake live reaction to that? I'd love um, to see it, actually. I, yeah, couldn't see, predict now, it. See, now Johnny's on board. I yeah. am on board, All yeah. I had to do was say the correct words. But the annoying thing is that it's gone so well for the Houston Outlaws this year, so you can't bet against them. I think, I think that is off. I think predating Mayhem over Outlaws is off the goop. And also, I'm going to, I mean, really, I'm just coping, because realistically... If I'm being honest, it should be Outlaw. <laughs> outlaw yes, probably it should be win that match. It so. should be Outlaw. Probably, outlaw should win that it match. It should be Outlaw. Outlaw should win that match. It should be like a three. It, I could still see being a map five, but it's more than likely going to yeah, be like a three. I'll one, give three, you a map five, but yeah, let's okay, just go with Outlaw. Give me a map five. Yeah. Give me a map five. Uh, we forgot to mention the fact that Hanktro Spark are going to beat Infernal. They're not. Really? They're they not are. going to do that. They're they not. Are. No way. Spark are they going are. to lose. I could see this would be an APAC classic where Spark Spark's going to like just like they'll have a great upper bracket one and they'll do like three one by Infernal. I think we'll get like yeah. uh, an impact oh, classic. Just, you just mean when like they reverse sweep teams? Hangzhou Spark reverse sweeping Soul Infernal 3 2? 3 2 Spark? Dude, dude, dude. it's going to be a repeat of last year's midseason where Spark looked like like really good and they just lose to Infernal. Or Philly. Nah, they're going to lose to Infernal. I just don't. I don't believe in Spark. I don't believe in Spark. I believe in Infernal. I don't believe in Spark. 
I believe I, that Spark can't believe you guys. has a greater peak, but I think Soul Inferno are the way more consistent team. So I, I don't. Yeah, know. but it's a they're shitty consistent. They're not. They're really not though. I I I am full of villain orc in this bracket. I I, I I don't I don't think Inferno will do I good. I think this I think Spark is. I mean, what what does Jack say? I no Inferno win that. 100%. Okay, there we go. It should be like 100%. a three-one though. Give Spark some credit. Dude, like a I am before yeah. these Blackjack episodes. I'm going to go in the fucking Chinese forums and just rally off the fans and tell them to join the YouTube <laughs> chat so they can even out the infernal feeling bias in our chats. They literally can't. No, um, just spam a bunch of like. Be, you know what? Oh, they will true. be. They will be in the Billy Billy comments after when this uh, <laughs> video gets uploaded to Billy Billy. So so is Overwatch two Abbas, but here we are, Hank to Spark playing from home. So true. Uh, so true. <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna purchase though, right? VPN subscriptions for Chinese uh, users so they can come and rally our chat uh, for Nitro Spark. Houston Outlaws against the Infernal, then. I think Houston win that. I think you gotta go Infernal, surely. What kind of crack are you on? You just yanked out your mic cord, Johnny. You can't even hear it anymore. <laughs> Maybe for the better. Maybe for the better. There you go. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm taking Houston. I'm taking Houston, Houston but I think this could be, I, I, I honestly, I think Infernal is going to put up a crazy performance here. I'm just feeling it. Something about it. It's in me. It's a map five, map five, Houston, three, two. I'm feeling okay. it. I'll take that. And then the repeat here. Did we agree that rain was just going to three Oh Boston or one? Yeah. Upper bracket? Okay. No, we didn't agree with that. I we think it should also be. Yeah. I think it should be a three one. It, I mean, it should probably be like a three one. Then, but if we're believing the boss had beat Houston the first time, we're believing they're going to beat them the second. Three two again. Sure. Three two again. <laughs> I and guess. then Boston. There's too many bangers in this bracket. This it's going to be like three three O's. Crazy if this comes true. It's going to be a rain. Rain's winning this tournament. I, if yeah, rain, rain doesn't win, win this yeah, tournament, sure. it is an unreal hyper giga beef. It would be funnier if Boston wins, though. It would be. It would be. That would be, be so funny. It would be that even would be funnier so funny. if Infernal beat Outlaws and then Infernal wins the grand finals. No, that actually. After beating no. whoever was in the lower bracket. It would be funny if they got second, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm no, saying. Actually, I think actually, actually right. you know what would be the funniest? Is a spark when the whole thing and they do it from home and they don't get to lift the trophy on stage. You just want to make a funny bracket instead. Oh my! God. No, we're already too deep. We're too deep. We're too deep. Into what, the what if it's... what if Boston beats Atlanta in the upper bracket and then we have Boston Soul Finals and Boston wins over Soul Inferno? The, but we're we're putting our bracket for like what we believe is going to happen. We're no, not doing this the funny is what is going to. I don't believe this, this is going to happen. I don't know fact. what you were talking what about. Are you fucking saying, bro? You're no, the one that pushed for Boston to beat Houston. Did I? Yes! <laughs> I did say that was going to be funny. Yeah, I did say that was going to be funny. I wouldn't say I pushed for it, but I sided with Boston. I, was, I, I didn't, didn't push, push the bot. I, stood, I didn't push the, the block. I stood next to the push bot. You just, you're just, you're sowing chaos. This is not I, like, you're just, you're just I am sowing chaos and despair. Yeah, I am, I am a bad. It should be rain winning like, I, I, I think it should be rain winning like 4-2 in the finals. And I think yeah, this is a good that makes sense. This bracket goes crazy whatever way you slice it. Says the Boston fan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Correct. Are we guaranteeing this? Flashback guarantee? Is this the bracket? No. Are we happy with this? I don't agree this with this. I don't because I don't agree no? with all this bracket. I don't agree with all no? this bracket. What, what do you want to change then? What do you want to change? I thought Houston should be Boston personally. Okay, so back to square one. <laughs> Dude. No, okay, can, can, can I tempt you? 
Can I tempt you with outlaw speeding uprising and lower bracket? Oh my god, that just ruined it. No, why are you why are you reasoning with me? You voted me 3-1 against it. Why are you going back now? You've already won. Because I want to make everyone happy. You literally it's impossible. Can't. What are you, you saying? You literally can't. We're all someone is going to lose. Someone is going to win these games. You literally yeah. can't. I am trying to be diplomatic. You're not. You're actually just being annoying. Just take the take yeah. the bo take the Boston three two over outlaws. Yeah, I didn't get my way with Spark, and so now I'm being annoying. I wanted Spark this, to beat Inferno. It, just keep it. Keep it as is, Solomon. Give Houston the three two. Or this is it guaranteed? Three, two. Is it guaranteed? This is it. No, it's no, not no. guaranteed. The, the three two. Guarantee it's all I command you as the payer of two. Solomon's fees, as the payer of your salary, Solomon. I command you to guarantee it. it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. This is fine. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Guarantee right now. Guarantee it. That's not it. I don't know what happened. Solomon? Are you going? <laughs> I'm. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Solomon oh, broke, okay. broke the infrastructure. Okay. Solomon broke it. Okay. We don't know well. what's going on. All right. Interesting. Uh, interesting indeed. I was... Um, we were going to do uh, power rankings, but I don't think that's really relevant because we already did the bracket, we I suppose. We did the bracket, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there we a... Should just do the power there we go. Rankings there it is. There, there, it is. there, there is. We fixed it. Yeah. We should just do Pours. the power rankings after the event anyways, right? Like post event, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, we it should. It makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, we didn't really spend a lot of time on Midseason Madness. Is there, is there anything else you guys got on your chest when it comes to the Midseason Madness? Anything else you have on your chest? Are you looking forward to it? Are you excited? So Is there I, anything I that's good, I bad, it's, format? It's, math, it's mathematically impossible. Oh, don't get started on the format. It's mathematically <laughs> impossible for APAC to come last twice because of the way the bracket's laid out. Yep. So, fuck facts, you, actually, kind of facts. Fuck you. There we go. That's big. That's big. That's actually crazy. A win for APAC. Yep. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Now that's a Plattjack guarantee. Like that. I mean, I was going to complain about the format, but then they gave, they also like, you know, that it's mostly the format leading into this event and not so anything else. Like it's a real land event. They also finally, they added prize money to go into because like, we, we talked about this later, but like, oh I, my so God, I don't yeah. really have any big, I don't have any big, big concerns about mid-season match right now, other than the fact that it's, there's too little events and it's too small of a tournament. That's it. That's my biggest thing. Too small of a tournament, too little events. But right now they fixed other issues. I, I, I am going to uh, open my, my, myself up for ridicule here. I legitimately, in my Google Calendar, had a broadcast day scheduled for Sunday this entire time, and I didn't realize the event was only three days. <laughs> it's I, short, I, isn't it? It's really three short. days. Are you kidding me? The yep. second yeah. biggest playoff tournament in, one in Overwatch this calendar is, is three days? I mean... Yep. I, I can understand why. It's Come probably on. because it costs a lot to run lands, and if you... Are you Come on! Get, but, this but, is it a is joke. A, but it is the mid-season madness it tournament, so it's like, should be weird. longer. It feels weird from a caster perspective, too, because me and Scott are doing one day. So we're doing okay. games two and three. Yeah, two we're and three one day. On every, every pair is only doing one day, right? Pretty sure. And uh, also, none of the casters are going to the venue, correct? Correct. Right. Correct. So yeah. Seth lives like, in Korea. So. <laughs> yeah, like, so I mean, like, this is... I mean, I, I mean, honestly, like once again, like a lot of the, it's not like, but like it's it's really realistically when we compare it to what's happening right now in Valorant with fucking Masters Tokyo, which is banging out of control event. This event is dog shit. 
comparatively. It's dog shit, and like that's really my. It's just like it's not gonna be a bad event to watch. It'll be fun. They've added prize money to good it. Games. It's gonna it's gonna be good games. It's gonna be a real land venue, but no casters in the venue. Three days long, six teams. One of the teams One can't even make it to the event because of visa problems, but that's not the league's fault. That's, you know, other issues. Like, pain. Unreal pain. And it's one of two events the whole year. Unreal pain. Unreal fucking pain. Like, I also saw Yiska complaining about, like, some of the midseason, because they did that midseason oh, madness, like, One more thing. promo of, like, we don't have any content with the players. Well, I do have an authority that they are doing content dates to the players in Korea, but they just couldn't do anything beforehand. So, like, if they want to release... So this is just an issue of, like, timing and scheduling and such. Can I, uh, I'm going to bring up one other thing, um, just because Seth is not here to mold about it, so I'll do it on his behalf. But the like timing, the scheduling of the tournament, not great. It's, like, in the AM... Korean fans live so if you, if you imagine you're actually in venue yes the game yeah, because I'm gonna in be the morning yeah it's like 10 a.m it's like 10 something a.m and also the venue is 40 minutes away from Seoul so it's 40 it's minutes just, away from Seoul can, those crowd what, what shots is the, gonna be what is, the, what is the broadcast time for Masters Tokyo right now for the, for the local Japanese fans to show up in the venue I, I really at night know. right evening night Surely. I mean the crowd's been no, really good so. no when did they go live 7 p.m. PST time in Tokyo whoa, whoa. Is, this, is it 7 p.m. PST Eight. Don't they start around the light noon too? Noon in Tokyo? One second. I'm telling you right now. So they're starting about noon. Yeah, noonish. Dude, I'll take noon. But we're starting noon is far the, better. Noon we're is starting far better in than a.m. We're starting in the morning. Noon is far local. better than 10 a.m. And also, it's like, but also, Master Tokyo is also not really. It's also kind of far away from Tokyo. It's like really 30, 40 minutes away. Someone showed a map. Uh, like it's not like directly in the heart of Tokyo, but like it's still like in one of the. It's still like. We're starting 10 a.m. in Korea at a venue that's not in, like, really... It's not, like, super, super accessible. It's still accessible, obviously, but it's not, like, in Seoul proper. So... Because also, Tokyo is a much bigger metropolis, which I'm sure is, like, theoretically more connected, while Seoul, it's, like, it's super interconnected in Seoul. But if you go really outside exactly. of Seoul, like, you probably have to take, like, taxis or buses, and not so much you can't I just, take I just feel bad for the oh, Korean fans, man, because, like, guy. they, they yeah. get a land, and it's just, like... I don't know. It's just... It's a small tournament... One week and maybe I, I, again i can understand why it's only one week in three days because it's, it probably costs a lot of money to run these events which i understand yeah remember um you've also got to remember how much money riot is spending on like the event in turkey and the event in japan it's like oh, some no they're no they're bu the budget six, is out of seven, control the budget like, the budget's out, out of control. Of yes. fucking control it's like the budget's out of control that's if the, the other Overwatch thing League we're also that, had so. that budget we would also be doing the same level of event probably right i mean it does suck, I agree, and, like, in comparison, but, like, I feel like we've lived with these comparisons since Valorant came out, but that's just how it is. Um, Wait, one, yep. one thing that could be changed, regardless of budget, is the scheduling, so I'll just I'll sit on yeah, that Yeah, the, the scheduling is kind of meh. Also, you know what else it, could be changed is, uh, you know, you could still just have online tournaments, at least. You could, that doesn't cost If it costs money, let's run an amazing tournament online. So, yeah. Would you would you yeah. actually rather have online? No way. I would rather have a nice stage All tournament at the end still. Like I would still have rather have an year. online, like some online tournaments to supplement the year than no tournaments at all. I still rather you yeah, like, so like you'd have like four stages the and the mid-season. So let's say oh, you can oh, yeah, you know, okay, have yeah. one mid-season yeah. LAN event. That's still that's better still than the online tournaments. Is like supplementary online tournaments right. in addition to this, you know? Yeah. yeah. That would still be far superior to what we have. So Yeah. But uh but yeah, also to the Yiska thing about 
uh, ha having like player team content. Get the tweet it's, out for, for Solomon. Angle. Yeah, you gotta show a tweet. Look, I, I actually agree with Jaws. I think the intro is fire. It's an amazing job no, by the video producers. The yeah, it's, really good. it's also, but, they just don't yeah, have yeah, the, as much player content. Yeah, so. I'm just giving the prelude, you know, of Asso. They, uh, I don't know if that's the correct word, but I'm just giving you, like, you know, for, for, like, I don't wanna throw shade at the video. I think it's a great video. But Yiska was making the point that, you know, similarly to Valorant, for example, and Riot, they shift a lot of their content focus onto the players, onto the teams to build stories, narratives, build stars, and all that stuff, and we don't really do that to the same degree. Like, we really should just find a way to get all the players, the teams, into the same, same location at some point in the season, so you can actually just, like, load up on this kind of content and record this in advance. Like, the playoffs was awesome for that, like the playoffs last year, because you got all the teams in one single place. You really should do, like a preseason event where you fly in teams to a single location and then just shoot content for the rest of the year. I'm no, sorry, that's players. that's not good. It's not good. I don't like no? that. I, no? I hate that. Media, you because hate the that. thing is you need... They no, need to that. get the players in the same room. It's No, it's not so much that. It's more so the reason that the Valorant content model works so much better is that they're continuously capturing content throughout the season and it's like dynamic and evolving based off the team circumstances and the events they're at. One media day at the beginning of the year, yes. It's obviously, I'm not saying, I wouldn't return it down. I think it's great to have a media day. I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad. I'm just saying it's a very poor substitute to having more events and more opportunities to like do, and also more media days. You shouldn't just yeah, be like, but that's okay, not we have one media day. I mean, it's not, it's realistically, it, it is slightly unrealistic. And, and I do agree. Like it's a budget issue. Because also that's the other thing that I think Yiska's tweet somewhat misses is that the amount of effort that Valorant puts into money wise and like the amount of they also have a ridiculous amount of staff like they have like valorant like the vct has dedicated producers and writers for building content like full time and they go and travel and go to all the events and stuff and they're running all these events to do it additionally the it's a team investment thing too because overwatch league asks for deliverables from teams but like the thing is a lot of teams have no staff a lot of teams right now like especially the budget teams they literally don't have the ability to deliver content to the league they can't do it they literally cannot do it because they don't have staff to shoot it. Like, you can't even give them the content. So, like, while all the teams in Valorant are super heavily invested and have, like, dedicated content teams with videographers and editors and, like, creative directors and producers and stuff, like, they don't... That does not exist for a lot of the teams in Overwatch League. It doesn't. Like, I would say... I could say probably that almost maybe a third of the teams don't have the staff required to deliver, like, quality content. The Overwatch League, probably. So it's great it's to hear though that they have people uh, doing that stuff in Korea now though. Like you said, allegedly there's. They, I, I, have, I have seen that they are doing a media day in Korea, which is that's the benefit of running events is that you shouldn't just have to be yeah. like, okay, we're doing like one media at the beginning of the year. You need media days that follow the events and follow the players and team trajectories because that's the value of the content is like getting it and evolving the feel of it every time. They, I don't know to what extent it is. It might just be photos. I don't know if they're getting video and stuff as well. Like, Dude, but they I, are at least running a media day. I'm gonna say it will be a real big meme now if Spark actually make it deep in the tournament and there's no media for them because they're not there. That'd be fucking funny, like in a bad way, funny. But yeah, and like I don't know what I don't know like for the Chinese wargs in particular as well. Like you see, like look at the dragons, right? The dragons, like they have not put out like they put out some social pieces and stuff but like i don't know to what extent that org is even possible of like if they were to make it 10 events like can't or like if they were to be online again like can they even deliver anything to the league content wise like so like a lot of this focus as well is like it's a it's an issue not with the overwatch league again it's also an issue with the team's investment into the league and the staff mm -hmm. capabilities because it's expensive to run 
to like it's mildly expensive to like even just for bare bones you need like someone directing the content you need a video a videographer and you need an editor those are like the three most basic things you must have to deliver content typically or unless you get like a videographer that also edits or your or like maybe like editor is kind of like you know there's some flex roles in there theoretically but like it's tough to deliver quality consistent content on a deliverable schedule to lead to without the staff so which means the league potentially has to take more of that slack up but that's just more cost for the league on budget they might not have right so on events they're not running so even if you do a media day also because like imagine if we do a media day johnny at the beginning of the year and then like because of overwatch league comparatively to valorant like the vct rosters are much more static than overwatch league comparatively though this year i wouldn't say there's been a lot of movement honestly there hasn't been like a ton of ton of movement but there's still been a decent amount like because like dynasty picked up players and stuff like that like so like what happens if you do a media day and then like half the play because like overwatch league turnover is so high like a bunch of that media is fucking worthless by the time you get to mid-season madness right because like those players aren't even on the teams anymore that would suck yes exactly so that's the other problem with doing like one own, a single media day for the whole year it doesn't really make any sense I just know that we won't have repeated LAN events and get people in the same room, and it sucks that we don't have the content. It's so, yeah. like, I'll, I'm trying to think of alternate solutions, and that There's was no the best There's no easy, cost-effective way, because the next best way is you send a videographer, you send, like, a content team to all the teams from the league to capture stuff, but, like, that's ridiculously expensive. But, like, is that less expensive than maybe running in a LAN event? Like, I don't know. I'm not running their budgets, but, like, is reducing their LAN events, so is their budget to potentially send out Overwatch League content teams to go record, do media days with all the teams? I guess or to like Probably. hire contractors locally not even have to send them out but like the higher contracts locally to do it like i don't know but like, still though like there the, are the, the um like for example like the the korean youtube channel content is like amazing because when they had like philadelphia fusion and soul dynasty sit in the same room and you had like the players interacting yeah, because like they're, that. But so they're like, in the city you're not right? even getting so, that at that point so yeah yeah it, it just sucks we don't have that like um, those content pieces are amazing. And we don't have I that mean, theoretically, the region. easiest way to solve that as well would be to force all the Overwatch League teams to go back to a hub. So, like, you have all the teams in Asia at one city and all the teams in North America in one city, and then you have much more easier access to doing media days. But, you know, that's a whole other discussion, right? And a lot of teams don't want to, like, relocate again or spend that money to relocate, depending... Some teams maybe would be okay with it, but, like, some teams maybe wouldn't, so... Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, an ongoing conversation, and there's no there's no great answer. So it's kind of frustrating to have the conversation. But here we go. We tried to touch on it. We tried to touch on it. All right. Anyway, the Mrs. Madness is gonna bang. I have full confidence that this bracket's gonna bang. You I think it'll six, be a good event. Six, I think it'll six, still be a great event. Six great teams, double elimination bracket. What's not to love? Hey, and at least we got a fucking studio. Jesus Christ. We do have a studio. Well, some of us have it. All right, we have it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's very unlucky for you, I would say. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I honestly, my life has been crazy this past few weeks. So I apologize. I didn't get a Platchat members Q&A up uh, this week. I apologize, members. Um, His wedding's coming up, chat. Okay. It's, an it's a good excuse. It's a good excuse. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to try to I, I would say a it. wedding is a good excuse if you are one of the, le uh, you're a good excuse to be kind of, now, now, also, I would also be like, well, you know, you only work like three days a week besides that. But like, you know, besides <laughs> that point, like this is besides that, you know. Okay. We're going to throw accusations around now. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Let, you just, just throw under the bus and then, you know, make sure to reverse over me and then drive over me one more time. Yeah. Let's, let's do we, that. Uh, 
Let's Point let's paint on. me as a lazy slob that doesn't do anything to the space. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's great right there. Uh, speaking of me being a lazy slob, uh, I'm not gonna be on Plash Chat the next few weeks because I do have my wedding. So um, I'll be sure. I'll be sitting sitting in the in, in some sun chair and just have uh, margaritas and complain about how awful my life is. So uh, there you go. Uh, I'm gonna double down on that one. We do have brand spare of the week though. We do have brand spare of the week before we go. Um, you can go a lot of directions in this one. If you can want I ask to one go, question like, real quick, Connor? Yeah, has, you can ask has any questions you want? Has the APAC NA drama happened yet? The one you teased like weeks ago. Yeah, some of it has. Uh, because some we technically didn't has. cover any of the roster moves because we talked about okay. Uh, profit got dropped. And, and, and profit we... got dropped, and Ezion got picked up. Okay, a little profit, little P. Let's be clear about little which P, profit. Little P, little P, I should say, got dropped, and Ezion got picked up. Additionally, there's been what were some of the? There were some other moves that had happened, right? Am I going crazy? Um... I had to find I've it, but like, yes. There were the Toronto moves. Defiant moves. Oh, oh the yeah, Toronto sorry. Defiant moves, yes, yeah. Toronto's so that, that wasn't the APAC drama, but that was, it was tied into that a bit, but like, it ended up not working out, essentially. Um, so they yeah, went on vacation. Of some of the moves have happened. Some, no, some yeah. has not okay. still. Some of the, so there are still, there's yeah. more drama yet to come, is what you're saying. There's some, well, it depends, because I think some of it also, honestly, it's going to sound crazy, Vega Overwatch was central to the so much of this movement and like <laughs> and like the rule set of people not understand we, we didn't even talk about this to be fair but like the rules people not even understanding like the the inconsistent understanding of like the age requirements in Overwatch League around Vega essentially like caused a domino effect that fucked over probably like eight teams probably like oh just like destroyed God. like eight teams like eight teams. Not, I mean probably not it was probably closer to like four or five realistically it's like four okay. or five teams essentially but yeah it was like a ridiculous domino effect holy that. but yeah oh, that's, that's that's really that's, a, that's a clippable moment right there Jesus Christ damn yeah so uh anyway if so you're Vega wondering player of the week yeah give Vega. Why, I think it's Vega, Vega player of the week <laughs> If you're wondering why we didn't talk about this uh, on this episode, uh, it stem goes back to what I said earlier about trying to have two-hour episodes. And I figured that down the line, uh, after the Mid-Season Madness, we are going to have a lot of time to discuss all kinds of roster moves and everything going on with teams. And so we're just, we're just saving it. We're not ignoring what happened to the Don't Refiant. We're trying to be... We're trying to temper ourselves and utilize some of the content for this episode. And then we'll save the Toronto Refiant discussion for a later date so don't worry we'll touch on everything going on with the defiant and the other teams like soul dynasty for example um and we'll have more news by the time we discuss those roster moves so there'll be more roster moves happening and we'll we'll talk about them okay so don't worry player of the right. week do you want to give it to vega for ruining i think this? it should be vega for literally being central to like so many teams potential moves and funny. ruin them all by not being eligible and it's not, but it's no not one understanding it yeah, it's not even his fault. It's literally not even his fault. It's like How it's actually not just be born people not understanding the eligibility. Let's right. do it. Vega, Vega. Brand Vega. Player of the Week. Congratulations. You and your deleted tweet. There we go. Uh, <laughs> for <laughs> Platchet episode 182. I hope the Defiant, yeah. uh, Defiant guys and Dante, I know as well, I, th I hope they're having fun in Cancun, taking a bit of a break. Uh, I don't know if they're in Cancun. I'm just saying it because NBA meme. Um, having a good time. And uh, I don't think I'll see you guys uh, next week, but you'll figure it out. It'll be it'll be good. Uh, take care, take care of the Platchat brand. Don't ruin it while I'm gone. Congratulations yeah. to you, Johnny. Does that mean I'm hosting? Uh, yeah. No, you did such a shit Hell job last yeah. time. We'll have to get someone else. Thank you, guys. Fuck? Goodbye. <laughs> I'll, do it. Dude, I'll do it. Sucks. <laughs> Are we off?
Is that it? That was it. Yes. Goodbye. Is that the end? Anyways, what the hell was that outro? There he is. See you later. See you later.